everyone, Kitty here. Before we dive into the podcast, I wanted to give you a couple of reminders. The first is that we touch on a lot of sensitive subjects that could be possible emotional and trauma triggers for people. If there are any topics that you're sensitive to, we recommend that before you watch any of the movies or listen to our podcasts, you check the website doesthedogdie.com. Also, this podcast is not kid-friendly and not safe for work. Please listen responsibly. Finally, this podcast contains spoilers. If you're like me and don't like spoilers, please watch the movie before listening. Thank you, and happy haunting. This is Hounds of Horror with Max. What is a non-fatal murder? <laughs> Victor. No, you're no, stupid. Doesn't matter how close you live to your house. But anyway. <laughs> and Kitty. A That's lot. a lot of words for I'm trying something instead of porn. <laughs> <laughs> what I was saying was... If you wanted me to scooch my butt over, you should have grabbed my butt. I'm not sure we're ready for that part of the relationship. Well, I thought Max. we were, so I guess we're... It seems we have a lot to talk about. Yes. We do have a lot to talk about. And we are currently talking with our friend D-Pad. From... You know what? Even though we're having relationship issues here, Max, uh, I still have this trip to Sweden that's coming up, and uh, we can settle our uh, relationship differences there. Well, Wait, did, uh, did he tell you about that? that you told him to about the trip? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Guys, if you don't want me there, it's fine. I, 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 really, seriously. But I recommend we don't go there. No, but I really want you to come. <laughs> we'll all have a good time. Uh, we'll go to Sweden. <laughs> And no one will get uh, put into your bear. I mean, have you really been hailed? Is that Dracula? <laughs> <laughs> sort of. It it's not. Pele. <laughs> far. Guys, I'm really loud. I think that's me making all the boom, boom. I will actually. Pow? I'll take care of all of it. You It'll got be that fine. boom, boom, pal. And for those of you who don't know, this is Hounds of Horror. I'm Kitty. That's it. I'm that's Max. <laughs> I'm D Pad. And I'm Victor. Uh, we do have our special guest this week, D-Pad. Um, you can check him out at D-Pad Radio over on Twitch. He does some old school video game streaming over there, so mm. it's pretty cool, and you should go check him out. Yes, it's awesome. Um, we got the D-Pad from D-Pad Radio. Yeah. It is Thank you, Kitty. the D-Pad, and the I meant he is the D-Pad. That's what I meant. The D-Pad, who uses a D-Pad, and once again, that's twitch.tv slash D-Pad underscore radio. Yes. D-Pad Radio, WDPAD, the hottest channel on Twitch TV. Thank you, <laughs> everybody, for tuning in. That was lovely. Like, I'm going to play that as my wake-up one. You need to be an actual radio DJ. I try. Playing all the best games from the 90s and early 2000s. Mm, <laughs> Those were the best years. It really were. So. Mm, and we didn't even know it. No, and they're gone. And I we'll saw never the saddest thing the <sighs> other day that was like, I w it was from the office and it was like, I wish we knew what the good old days were before we were out of them. And I was like, <laughs> oh Jesus, my heart. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Uh, but this is Hounds of Horror podcast. You can reach us at houndsofhorrorpod at gmail.com. Uh, for questions, concerns, comments, we will probably read them. Uh, I'll likely read them and not pass a lot of them on. Yeah. The important ones I will, though. This week we are re-recording our Midsummer podcast. We had some issues with our last one, so we're redoing it for you. Yes. And we're doing it with a fancy schmancy new microphone. And a fancy schmancy new friend. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, 
Yes, hopefully he will be a guest star more than once. Yeah, they had me do um, the, worst the homework. <laughs> well, it was it was a lot. This movie is a lot to take in, and they told me that it was a longer movie. I can handle longer movies, and uh, one thing they didn't explain is that it's a slow-paced, very atmospheric movie, which I'm into that. We're, we're really uh, short on movies like that now, in a world where all kinds of uh, media are just trying to dra- grab your attention in newer and more competitive, exciting ways. So it's good to see a director take their time. Yeah. Yes. Ari Aster is a genius. Uh, well, I argue that he's a freaking lunatic. I mean, <laughs> there's a very fine line there. So yeah. There is. But, you know, Einstein was a genius and he was eccentric. But, you know, he didn't do Have stuff like Ari hair? Aster. Well, yes. Hair. Have you seen Ari Aster's <laughs> movies? <laughs> he should be locked <laughs> An insane asylum for his own safety, I think. Maybe. You have to be an insane physicist, though. Like, you can't really take that in a wild, creative direction. (laughs) Well, you could try. They built the most powerful weapon ever imagined, but. This is true. This is true. (laughs) Regretted it. Yes, they. Yes. But anyway, we are doing Midsummer. That's Midsummer, not Midsummer. Somar. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> like the Somarillion. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Which is actually not a very long book. Uh, <laughs> Apparently not. It's about as long as this movie. Uh, yeah. Then we have Furence. We have Furence. Clarence Pugh. We have Florence Pugh <laughs> playing Danny. She was Angela in Malevolent. And she was also in Game of Thrones, but I don't remember what character she played. Really? What? I believe so. I don't remember Unless my information is totally wrong. Uh, It's possible. I'm going to look this up. You keep talking about people. I'm going to. (laughs) Batman is still driving past our house every now and again. Yeah, yeah, he makes frequent passes through here. There's a bat cycle. Uh, A lot of crime out tonight. Mm -hmm. (laughs) A lot of crime out. (laughs) Um, Jack Rayner plays Christian. He was Shane Dyson in Transformers AOE. So, in other words, Transformers, who cares? Yes. What's AOE? Age of Empires? Yeah, I think it's Area of Effect. It's spell damage, mainly. Is that what they meant? Yeah, I think so. Is that what they meant? Okay. So it's like whenever one of them walks around, maybe they shake the ground a little bit. That's trample damage. I'm sorry. I'm getting my damages confused. Listeners, I don't watch Transformers because, in my opinion, my opinion, they suck. I heard that there was um, one good one. I, I liked it. one and a half Transformers movies. <laughs> <laughs> I, li- I, I saw the first one, liked it, saw the second one, liked it, and I checked out about like an hour and a half into the film, and there's still like another okay. hour and 45 and minutes like after. There's like four that. more. I checked out halfway through that story. Uh, what? I think you also checked out while you were reading her credits, because she was in The Falling with Maisie Williams, who was in Game of Thrones. Oh, That's yeah. possible. <laughs> that so never mind. One. Florence Pugh was not in Game of Thrones, but she acted with somebody who was. So I'm technically correct. <laughs> she's there by association. Yes. And she's also dating Zach Braff. Well, that's nice. Okay. Yes. Can I make a quick note about her? Y- yeah. Um, no, I don't I really, that too. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they are. I really appreciate the fact that a, she came, like, out of nowhere. Like, I was talking to Kitty about it, and, and we saw her in a BBC show, like, three years ago. Uh, and she's in Marcella, which is Marcella, the, that's right. the show that he's talking about. Um, she gets fatally murdered. Spoilers. Ooh. Um, 
You say spoilers before you give the spoilers. <laughs> she was in a show called Marcella. Spoilers. Kevin Spacey is Kaiser Soze. Spoiler. <laughs> spoilers. She gets fatally murdered. Um, and then we didn't hear like anything else about her. And then all of a sudden she's in a lot of stuff. Like I think she's in the new Black Widow movie. She yes. was in a movie about becoming a pro wrestler for the, in the WWE a little while ago. Ooh. Like she's been in a lot lately, and I really well, appreciate the fact she was that she was in that the falling show with Maisie Williams or movie with Maisie Williams. Yeah, who's her boyfriend? Zach Braff. Yeah. Uh-huh. Max Coldren. No. Oh. <laughs> I I appreciate that she is a very pretty lady, but she's also not. What was the word that you used? Unattainably pretty is the uh, oh okay I could see that she, <laughs> she I mean yeah attractive but also like kind of just she looks like someone yeah just ordinary just someone you might walk down the mall yeah. like you just be like hey and she's not like yeah like someone who is so like overly like Hollywood eyes right right like I really appreciate she doesn't that. look like she has to try too hard to be that and she kind of runs a little derpy like she runs to the outhouse and she's kind of derpy with that <laughs> she runs a little derpy yeah and that's derpy. okay. Derpy. Some of us are derpy about stuff. I'm sorry. I totally derailed your she intro. She birthday with Neil. Oh, oh my. Why are names? Mm, I think her whole performance in this movie is kind of... Like uh, Neil? Is that what you're going No. I was actually trying to get on, off of the topic of oh. actual names here. But uh, we. Uh, I just think like she acts like very much like a person. It's very casual. Especially yeah. the first like half hour of the movie when there's just still in the states and they're building up characters it, it's very um candid but very real very real an organic yeah. feeling performance organic okay okay especially her goat crying as you called it yes her goat crying goat <laughs> drives me insane and now i get it you i probably would do the same i probably would too but like can we just not in the movie please? you sound like you're doing a nixon impression <laughs> 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 Alright, so we also have Wilhelm Blomgren, uh, Blomgren, ah! who plays Blomgren. Pele. Pele. And he was also Gosta in the movie Gosta, okay. which uh, nobody on United States soil has ever seen. But Swedish. Yeah, I think so. Um, William Jackson Harper plays Josh. He was on The Blacklist, and he was... Um, who was he in The Blacklist? I don't know, I didn't write it down. Oh my god! He was in the blacklist, that's all you need to know. Oh, it was Xander, I wrote Xander. He was Xander in Jack Ryan. And then you also have Will Poulter, played Mark. He was Galley in Maze Runner, which I've also never seen. <laughs> I played the game. I lost the I game. didn't know there was a game. I did not come up with a phobia, because I couldn't think of one. Couldn't really narrow it, narrow it down. There's a lot going on in this movie. Did you go over Christian? Yeah. Oh, okay. He said that him in the beginning. What was his name again, by the way? <sighs> Jack Rayner. He was also Shane Dyson in Transformers: Age of Empires. Wasn't that the name of the main Terran protagonist in the first Starcraft? Shane Dyson? No, Jack Rayner. 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 I'm pretty sure it was Jack Rayner. Well, I, I know it was not, at least Rayner. It was Rayner for sure. I don't remember if it was Jack or not. Oh, um, you may occasionally a good hear connection. random squeaks. We have our newborn hanging out with us. Little oh, baby mm-hmm. squeaks. I'm a goblin on the side of the road. Decided to take it in. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, Josh, the guy who played Josh, was in The Good Place. Mm. He was one of the main yes. characters in The Good Place. Never Can saw you look that. that up? I want to know if it is Jack Rayner. Uh, okay. Please, please, Max. I need to know. He rides around on a motorcycle. 
ish type thing. Called a vulture. <laughs> a vulture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's pretty cool. What do you want? James. It was James Rayner. I was close. I'm sorry. James Rayner. Gosh. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. But anyway, so moving on, I didn't have a phobia for this movie because I couldn't par- narrow it down. I couldn't pin it down because this movie's got a lot of, excuse my French, fucked up shit going on. And I couldn't really pick just one thing. Also, I was really tired. So James Eugene Rayner. Um, that's, I mean, I think that he's cooler now for knowing that. Well, yeah. Eugene. I mean, what was the thing you always did in the beginning? Any lore you want to go over? I honestly, I looked it up back when we first recorded this, and I didn't look it up again because I forgot probably that that was my shit during this thing. A ton of lore. I think it oh, yeah. borrows yeah. from the Mario mythology where you hit people with hammers, big oversized hammers. Yes. Um, um, but other than that, I don't know. And also Pitfall. Ooh, yeah, right. kind of. Um, it obviously pulls from Swedish and um, Germanic folklore, but other than that. Yeah. I mean, there really the is thing a... thing is lore. Like, I mean, that's all it is, so... Um, I'm pretty sure there really is a Midsummer Festival. Oh, there absolutely oh, yeah, is. Yeah. But, yeah, they're 100%. And they is. dance around a maypole and a yeah. lot of uh, things that we see in the movie, but and not like They this. might have the Harga and all maybe, of that stuff, too. Maybe. Um, Please don't be offended by our guesswork at this uh, culture, um, because we are, most of us, idiots. So... Just accept that and move on. I think the smartest one is probably the baby. Yeah, Um, (laughs) because he's asleep right now. (laughs) This is a pretty fantastic movie. I watched it, again, just as a refresher. Um, Each of these fellers have only seen it one time. Well, I mean... I've seen it like 70%. It's burned into my retinas. So Kitty has an edge over us. She's seen it twice. So I'll, I'll be pulling us back to things that you guys might accidentally skip over that were kind of important, mm-hmm, at least mm-hmm. to me. So we start off the movie going ahead and throwing you into some fucked up shit and mm-hmm. some unease with Danny's family dying. Is it patricide? Is that what that is? Um, patricide is killing your father. It was a murder yeah. Just father? Yes. Oh. Matricide would be killing your, oh, your mother. You are right. You are right. So it's both patricide and matricide. Yeah, but it was that, that was accidental, I guess. Should we get into spoiler-esque details? I don't know. That was, it was accidental? accidental? No. And also, yes, if you guys haven't seen she the movie... She put a hose under their bedroom door. And then taped it. If you haven't seen the movie at this point, you should probably see it. <laughs> and then you can follow along with what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And yes, to answer your question, D-Pad, we are talking the, about spoilers. The, uh, the hose was taped to her mouth, wasn't it? To her mouth. To her, to her mouth. And she then there was two. a second hose. There were two cars in the garage. Both of them had hoses attached to them. And the first hose Ooh, went to Okay, see, that's a detail. I thought that... Um, she had a dual hose set up. And that was why she said, um, everything is black. Mom and dad are coming with me. Yes. In her email that she sent to Danny. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Those okay. IMs set a tone. They did. A tone that the movie delivers on and then some. We get our first little taste of Danny and Christian's relationship, which is codependent at best, toxic at worst. Yes. And he was on the brink of ending it, but then he would have been a big dick bag if he had broken up with her right after her parents and sister died so <laughs> then he was kind of stuck in that relationship for a little bit longer <laughs> i mean can you break up with a girl right after that i can, yes yes should 
Probably not. Should probably be there for the person going through. At least through the funerals, like yeah. and then after the funerals, it might be acceptable. I feel like Bender would. I mean, Bender's, Bender's a robot. Probably not a good example. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he's like, I'm smoking resin with the guys, but then they they go to him, and he's sitting in a restaurant, and I'm like, Are you smoking resin in a restaurant? What is what resin? Is, it's like, so whenever... I don't do drugs. Whenever you smoke <laughs> weed, it leaves a residue in the bowl. Like, yeah, yeah. And you scrape the bowl, and then you smoke the resin, and it's like concentrated. Yeah, it sounds like it'd be THC. super concentrated. Yeah. And it tastes disgusting. Not that I've ever done it, but, you know, it's... <laughs> kind of a dirty way to get high, but yeah. people do it. If you're out of weed. Yeah. <laughs> If you want to drink bong water without the water. Yeah. <laughs> we all do that as if we've done it. <laughs> Unanimously. Everyone. Um, so one thing that I really, really appreciate about this movie, and I might be skipping ahead just slightly, um, is I really like that the arguments feel really real. Like yeah. there's a lot of movies where people will get into a fight and you're like, well, this feels like a Hollywood kind of fight where like they make up or whatever. And it's not really that petty. And like, Fights between adults are really... I mean, kids too, but with kids it's more direct and straightforward. But it's really petty and, like, weird and goes in a lot of weird ways. And that's what this no, movie it, does. It's very... That's what I was trying to say earlier. It's very, like, casual. Yeah. Like, it, it seems like like not even scripted at all. Like, they're actual yeah. conversations. Like, yeah. they'll, they'll interrupt each other and they'll be like, oh, no, 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 I'm sorry, you go ahead. Yeah. Like it, yeah. Stuff like that. It's really, like... Ari Aster has a really good idea of how yeah. to make things feel really uncomfortable yeah. because it's so real and relatable. I get the I, feeling being in the same room as Ari Aster would be very uncomfortable. <laughs> he just floats two inches off of any surface he's sitting on. <laughs> I actually read in an article that he had just gone through a pretty horrific breakup mm. right before he decided to do this movie. <laughs> and go figure. And, I'm sorry for yeah. his... Uh, pain and not suffering burned his girlfriend in a bear no i'm just kidding. um <laughs> boyfriend i don't know i don't know if he dates yeah, maybe we don't um <laughs> i'm making assumptions you but, can ask him if you thought you'd get a straight answer i'll make a movie a about pun? your question <laughs> um, well, it is a pun i guess yeah unintentional <laughs> unintentional pun um I feel but, like you could ask him that question and he would tell you he'll make a movie about it. Yeah. Like, I, watch my movie and you'll know. What I'm saying is I shouldn't make assumptions about other people's sexuality. Yes. But, <laughs> so, anyway, he, um, he had just gone through this horrible breakup and so he wrote this, this movie and it's a lot. <laughs> I mean, but, you could say that the whole movie revolves around the breakup. You could say that, like, that's the main focus of well, the movie. Oh, no, it absolutely is. Breakup. Yeah. I mean... It is, but that's not really, like, the setting, I guess. Yeah. I mean, a movie about a breakup, you imagine it, like, taking place in a familiar setting. Like but the breakup. Like the breakup or something like that. <laughs> There's no need to introduce cults and pagan rituals and um, suicide, assisted suicides and midsummer <laughs> festivals and uh, mm. all that bizarre stuff if you're just intending on having a breakup movie but yeah this kind of takes it it kind of uses the uh the whole uh the pagan rituals and kind of creepiness to elevate a breakup story to yes. an extreme yes 
I mean, and... To a very extreme. So after (laughs) all of this, it's presumably a couple of months later, because it starts off and it's snowing, and then it's June, like, they're hanging out um, at a party. And this doesn't take place in Detroit, so... Yeah. You can tell the months it's You should be able to tell what month it is. Yes. Yes. Um, And so they... They're at this party, and it gets brought up that um, Pele invited all the guys to go to Sweden with him um, like for a dick. this Midsummer Festival, and Christian just casually forgot to mention that he was actually going to Sweden to Danny, and so it causes, and that's probably the the most uncomfortable fight for me in the whole movie, because it's the most real where, like, they get home and Danny's like, so that was weird. And then she it's... almost gaslights herself. Like, he starts to explain it away and she's like, no, 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 I'm sorry then. And, like, she tries to take the blame for the whole situation and it gets kind of weird. It's not a functioning relationship. No. no it's, it's not. It's not. It's very toxic. And like, she gets yeah, to a I point. Don't, I don't think it's either one of their faults, specifically, is what at well, least not at first. It's, it's, yeah. Well, oh. yeah, as the movie goes on, there's certain things that are certain people's faults. Yeah. Well, and, <laughs> yes. Like murder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> but I am. Um, I have it written here that Pele should have warned them that his commune is fucked up. But after having seen the movie, like, in its entirety, I realized why he didn't. Because yeah. they would not have gone. Yeah, yeah no, kind of not point. at all. And then there would be no movie. Um, you need to bring f- fresh blood into the compounds so that doesn't get incredibly... They got one fresh set of genes, and that's it. And also... And two. Maybe not even that. Two. Uh, well, we'll get to that eventually. Okay. All right, they, all right, all right. But, so, I mean, I, maybe three, pen. actually. Pen. pen. Mm-mm. Pen. What do you think we are? Write it down in your phone. Send it in a text message. Send Where's my movie t- pen? I don't know. You have I a special movie no, pen? I had a movie Max. pen. All right. Just anyways. Um, <laughs> the cinematography in this movie is beautiful. Yes. It's absolutely stunning. One of my first favorite, like, artsy shots is when Pele brings up his dead parents and she gets upset and she walks into the bathroom and it, like, kind of turns a little bit and then she's the in plane. the... The plane bathroom. Mm. The airplane bathroom. Oh, uh, yes. And it's just a very, very pretty, pretty movie. Did yes. the filming for this take place in Sweden? I don't know. I'm assuming it did. If it did, then Sweden is beautiful. That's oh, yeah. Beautiful. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Like, the yeah. landscapes there? Yeah. Holy yeah. crap. And <laughs> Mark and Danny have a relationship that kind of remind me of you and me, but more toxic. <laughs> <laughs> Or less toxic, You and me maybe. being me and Max. I'm Pele. <laughs> yeah, you are. 100%. I'm going to go pee on the ritual <laughs> tree or whatever. Um, We're going to talk about that, too. Yeah. Just their whole kind of, like, frenemy love-hate thing that they have going on there <laughs> kind of cracks me up. Yeah. But Mark's an asshole, though. <laughs> like, 100%. But, you know, well, yeah. the same group has been needs said about one. me, so. Mm-hmm. Um, Every group needs one. Yeah. And I guess I'm the Karen this time. I don't know. <laughs> so they get to where the the cult is, and 
Ingmar's there with Simon and Connie. Ingmar Bergman? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, oh, I didn't realize that was her. <laughs> and so Mark peer pressures Danny and Christian into doing mushrooms mm-hmm. after they're jet lagged and just got done with a four hour drive into the country. That is the best time to do mushrooms. That is the worst time to do <laughs> mushrooms. Is there a good time to do mushrooms? I'm sure when you're there in is, a good mood and well it. rested, not if your <laughs> yeah. family just died. Well, I and, should never do yeah. shrooms. Anymore. Oh, because I'm never well rested. <laughs> Not when you're in a new country and you're about to meet a whole bunch yeah, of Yeah, that's a lot to take in. And their festival seems to be based around it. Like, they're actually doing substances throughout lot, yeah. basically the rest of the movie. Yes. Involves some kind of the powder or drink. Or, yeah. 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 Well, just about and anything. Mark, for being, like, he seems to be like, the biggest into like drugs and stuff and drinking and all that. And He's vaping the whole time. Yes. I love how they threw so that in. So annoying. Like just to add that extra notch of irritating about that character. Kitty, I'll have you know, D-pad vapes. I do. Yeah, I do. Yes, but he doesn't. I, which I think that I would be the mark of this group. Not not to, you. Not absolutely gonna lie. would not be the mark of this group. <laughs> He's a very non. Hey, sometimes when I have to pee, I just. And whether it's on an ancestral burial ground by accident, I don't know. That, when I, nature okay. calls, you know. I mean, who buries their ancestors' ashes around a dead tree that fell over? Right, right out in the Those open, too. People, it's not even in like it's an, not like a, a little fence or something, you know, <laughs> or a sign, a marker, um, a rune. But he, for being a stoner, is the worst stoner. Of all time. He's like, he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit down. And then he, like, makes his friends sit down. And then he's, like, sitting there. And somebody starts to walk over towards them. He's like, I don't want new people here. And, like, is freaking out. And I'm like, you are the worst high person ever. And then he makes a comment about how um, they're his family. And that's when Danny freaks out. You guys out. are like my family. And, because, I mean, her family's dead. And in case we haven't talked about it enough, her family's dead. They died in the yes. beginning of the movie. They died? Two were murdered, one committed suicide. <laughs> I picked the Is wrong time to pee. You vape? Yeah. Okay. I um, vape on my stream. Oh, so Scandalous. you are that kind of vapor. Maybe so. Maybe Nobody's so. breathing it in on his stream. They don't smell it. They don't get it in their face. <laughs> No, Mark is also, like, just a brash character, also. I remember in the first scene that they introduced Christian. Christian, uh, he's, he's, Mark is arguing with Christian, like, oh, you have to break up with her, you know, like, egging him on to, to have the painful conversation. And then Christian stands up, like, okay, I need to go to the bathroom. Can you move? And Mark is like, no, I'm not moving for you. Yeah. Like, he's just (laughs) that kind of opinionated, like... Yeah. That would suck. If you were thinking of breaking up with somebody and your friend's like, you should break up. And you're like, okay, I'm going to go do it. And then she calls you, like, go oh, crying, think- saying her family's all dead. And you're like, oh, shit. Uh-huh. And you know what? Like, Mark is an asshole, but he's right in that instance. He like, was. I feel like he had a legitimate point. And it might have been for selfish reasons. Like, he wanted Christian to go and sleep with Swedish girls like he was going to do. Oh, uh, yeah. But... Which he did do. He, which he did he, do. And he did but, not do. Um, mm. We don't know that. We don't know. Well... We'll he probably did not. He, 
This podcast is brought to you by D-D-D-D-D-D-D-Pad, D-Pad Radio. <laughs> Thanks for that, D-Pad. <laughs> <laughs> is that it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> W-D-P-A-D. D-Pad Radio, the best Twitch streaming stream. Well, let me do that. Let me handle that. <laughs> I can't believe it's <laughs> not real radio. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I'm not playing this video game. <laughs> so they do some we... shrooms, and one of, honestly, one scene in this movie that makes me the most uncomfortable, and I don't really know why, I think because it's so incredibly subtle, is when they're all sitting around after they've done shrooms, and she looks down at her hand, and there's grass growing through her hand. Mm, that yeah. freaked me out. Like, it turned my stomach, because it was so subtle and, like, really unexpected. The juxtaposition of that was just, I freaked out for a second, like... And then it was over. But then it kind of continued for the rest of the movie yeah. in some well, ways. Yeah, she becomes more and more nature-like. Yes. Yeah. Like, I think there's a second part where she looks down at her feet and her yes. feet are roots. Yes. yes. You are right. And, yeah, like, well, yeah. But that's it. <laughs> I think it, it, it kind of feeds into that part of our brain that gets uncomfortable when there's holes in things. Ugh. Like, you know when people were imposing lotus seed pods yes. onto oh. people's bodies for yeah. a little while, and they were like, you get this disease if you look at things the wrong way or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember what they were saying caused it, but I think that, that there's some part of our brain that knows that that's not right, and it makes us uncomfortable. <laughs> It's very, I don't remember which one came first, probably Midsummer, but it's very Annihilation-esque. Oh, yeah. When the, uh, um, when yeah. the black girl in the group, like, she's sitting there telling um, Natalie Portman's character, I forget their names, yeah, uh, that she doesn't want to die like the other girl did. And, like, you look down at her arms and there's little seedlings yeah. growing out of her skin. Like, that disturbed me. Yep. Yeah. Because I'm like, I would be like, I, I gotta get those out. Like, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> That's another living thing. Like It's very it. Kafka-esque. Kafka-esque. Yes. Right. Um, I think Annihilation actually came first. That's Annihilation came yes. first. Yeah. That was 2017. We're right. gonna do that movie 16. one of these days. Yes. I'd be down for that. One. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, we have a new podcast member. Cool. <laughs> right. I'm good with that. And our new um, podcast. I'm sorry, I didn't mean is, to invite myself, but this is D Bad Radio WDAD eighty eight Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> Press X X Y Z. For those of you who might not know, a D pad is the directional pad on a controller. Yes. Also called the D paddle. Yes, and you have up, down, left, and right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so most new controllers use joysticks, but the old school controllers use D pads, and that's kind of a play on my name. I still I'm more play of PS2. A, yeah, more of a uh, old school gamer, but but enough about me. Back, uh, <laughs> Let's back. talk about Florence Pugh. Um, so they have the next kind of subtle thing that's also very creepy. She gets uncomfortable and she runs to the outhouse, outhouse and sees the reflection of her sister with the mask on her face mm-hmm. in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And all the barf and stuff in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, mm-hmm. very good. Again, yeah. breathing in uh, carbon monoxide will make you extremely sick and die. And then she runs into the woods and she passes out for six hours. Totally normal. Yeah. Which actually wouldn't for be that in- bad. Interesting thing is, um, I mean, this is in Sweden during summer, so she falls asleep and, and there's daylight. And when she wakes up, it's also daylight. I remember Mark at one point 
points out how much that that freaks him out that it's 9 p.m. and it's yeah. still light as day. He's like, yeah. no, no, that's not right. This well, guy doesn't they, feel right. They're partially on the axis where it's daylight for a long time. Yeah. Right? It's summer solstice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And I think it's the further up you go, further up north you go, there can be 24 hour periods of 24 hour daylight. Well, well here we talk got... about 30 night days of night. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I prefer got... 30 days of night, yeah. personally. I, I'd, I'd prefer 24 hours of summer. I'll yeah, that's actually supposed to lead to like some kind of uh, mental, like almost like a mania. Um, the 24 when, hour when there's daylight? that much sunlight, yeah, it's like hmm. kind of has like this energizing effect on people. But then the opposite would go for winter solstice when it's nighttime. People get really down and low energy. <laughs> so yeah, that's what yeah. I like. The, I don't need any more of that. Thank you. The solar cycle is actually like hardwired into our bodies that if we don't have it for a certain amount of time, we end up getting really screwed up. I think you made that up. Uh, I am a scientist, <laughs> as my name suggests. A scientist. That's a funny... A uh, singer. <laughs> yep. Study those contrails. Um, I, I don't like the sun. <laughs> it's rough like, and coarse. You know, people everything. walk outside and they're like, what a beautiful day this is. And I walk oh, out and I'm like, God, it's freaking light in my face. I'm sticky. It's hot. It burns. <laughs> so you are the cartoon mad scientist who would try and blow up the sun. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Blow it up. But sir, I don't care. <laughs> you know, we could land on the sun. We just got to go when it's cold, like in the winter. Right. Yes. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> Why um, do you hate the sun so much? Melanoma! How, where did yeah, I but see it gives that? life. And, oh, shut up, melanoma! <laughs> where did what now? Well, I, I I thought I saw a meme or something. It was like, we can land on the sun. We just have to wait until it's night. Yeah, night. I believe it was a Reddit post. and Someone said, can, do you think we'll ever get to the point we can land on the sun? And someone responded and said, oh my god, are you seriously asking this? And they were like, I'm not stupid. I mean, like, we go, like, in the winter when it's cold. <laughs> And I don't know if it's a real post or not, but it made me laugh. It is funny. It is very funny. <sighs> so then they keep on going. And they get to the festival. On a trek through the woods. And it seems all, like, nice and upbeat. It is similar to, I don't know where you live, um, and we change positions dependent on our mood, but um, in the area that we're currently residing in, there's a lot of Amish, and it's similar. Yeah. You know, yeah. a little bit to that. Com- like uh, yeah, it's, to a, a, it's entirely, a commune. Yeah, an entirely different Low culture. technology. Somewhat, yes. They like, have some technologies there, but it's mostly people walking in the grass, their yeah. bare feet. Yeah. And you can instantly tell it's a very different culture. And Instant. they're very, very communal. Yes. So, yeah. like, everybody Sharing knows each everything. other. They share everything. <laughs> There's a part where Ingmar sees one of the elders, oh and he goes over, and he they put their hands on the backs of each other's heads. Yes, and they're standing there, and it pans away from them, and pans back, and they're still doing it. And pans away, and pans back, and they're still doing it. They don't have personal bubbles. Yeah, that you're pointing out. So they have their little opening ceremony. Yes. Mm, before that, the bear. They're getting a tour. <laughs> And they're like, what's that building over there? And they're like, oh, you're not allowed in there. And then Simon's like, are we just going to ignore the fact that there's a fucking bear over there? <laughs> and yeah. Ingmar's like, it's a bear. And it's they just keep going. Like it's and that's it. Fact. Like, that's not going to come back. Oh, it's a bear. I also need to bring up that there was some foreshadowing. <sighs> 
before they left for the party, Danny's laying on a bed. I don't know if it's hers or if it's um, Christian's. But above her is a painting of a little girl wearing a crown standing in front of a grizzly bear. <sighs> so. And then later on, she also goes to bed. And then you hear the... That's what it's foreshadowing. No, not that. No, wrong number. That's better. Can we? Can I also just point out that the music in this movie isn't really even music. It's kind of just like a... Really haunting violin note, usually just one drawn out note over like a course of a, an entire scene. Like a discordant melody? It sounds like grass growing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's there really actually... is no score. It's just all atmospheric. How very apropos of you, Max. Apropos. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes. Yes. It sounded like whang, is what I heard mostly. <laughs> Haxon Cloak is. Wait. The Hacks and Cloak? The Hacks and Cloak? Hacks and I think the music... Bobby Krulik, known by his stage name, the Hacks and Cloak, is a British musician and record producer, and he composed the music for Midsummer. It's very haunting. He composed the notes. The grass growing. Yeah. (laughs) This is a good time for no reason to interject, and I'm going to do it in Tom Hardy's rendition of Ronnie Cray in Legend. What is happening? But I just read... Oh, hang on. <clears throat> what is going to character? I just read a book called Full Wolf Moon. And they had a very similar commune in the book as what's compared to Midsummer. Okay, wait. They're an anarcho-syndicalist commune. Full yes. Wolf Moon or Full... full- Wolf Mood. Darling, are you not hearing me? It's Full Wolf Moon. <laughs> mood or Moon? Moon. Like the thing in the sky? Yeah. Okay. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> but they had a very similar commune in the book, except they suffered from moon sickness. And when the moonlight touched them on a full too. moon, they got blisters and grew fur, very lycanthropic. I just wanted to point out, I recently saw something that was similar to this. The end. I'm cutting all of that. I no! Oh, I <laughs> well, that, that sounds was, like it's all legend? toots and rabbles. That Tom Hardy's Ron, Ronnie Cray. I, that was it. Very eloquently done. <laughs> so they get a tour of the grounds. And then there's the ceremony in the beginning. And the ceremony in the beginning has Siv. She's the very loud woman. Yeah, a very shrill voice. um, Mm -hmm. It has the two elders. So pause for just one second. Her shrill, whatever part of that ceremony, really reminds me of Austin Powers, wherever he, uh, Dr. Evil, gives number one instructions, and she just yells. (laughs) Send in the book! Raise the gate! Yeah. (laughs) He's like, well, I could have done that. (laughs) That's what it reminds me of. I'm sorry. Keep going. Which which Austin Powers was mentioned in the movie. It was. was. It comes back around again. (laughs) So, she's doing the ceremony, and she hands them the torches, and something about flames no higher, no hotter. And then she admonishes spirits. And what does it mean to admonish something? Admonish? Is it's it similar to banishing? Is it? 
Like, you could admonish a child for doing something they weren't supposed to do. Is it like reprimanding? It's more religious than that, I think. Okay. So you hit them with the Bible? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Um. <laughs> I will admonish you so hard. <laughs> now you're getting it. <laughs> Is that when the elder couple comes down and drinks? Not yet. Not, Not yet. yet. Okay. No, that's at the this next point day. it's still all fun and dandy. Like oh, when at they, this point we're uh, still yes. At this point, you still think it's just going to be a nine day feast. Yes. But at what point was it where the redheaded girl put one of her pubes in Not Christian's yet. pie? Okay. She sees him first, and then they're doing their like conga line or whatever, and <laughs> um, she kicks him. Yes. And mm-hmm. he's like, "You can't see me, but I'm making a face." She's like this. <laughs> yeah, you both are doing a stunning representation. Describe my face right now. Um, <laughs> like you just sniffed vinegar. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. <laughs> he makes that face in the direction of the redheaded girl. If you would like to recreate this at home, just stand in front of a mirror and sniff some vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> she kicks him, and he like pays attention to her, and Danny pays attention to him, paying attention to her, and she's like. Duff. And we pay attention to her paying attention to him. Right, paying right. To yes. And, and I'm paying attention to you paying attention to oh my God. him paying attention to her and the paying people attention to him. listening to the podcast are paying attention to us paying attention to the movie paying attention to her paying attention to him paying attention to her. Yes. That's, wow, that's a really good point, actually. Um. So Pele gives a picture <laughs> to Danny that he drew of her and it's very good. It is very good. It's and very, it's very thoughtful. It is. Yeah. It's very thoughtful because doesn't he give it to her for her birthday? He's kind of yes. he's good at drawing. He's is, he's drawing through the whole movie. He's drawn a lot of victims, so <laughs> they only do this every 90 years. I don't think he's had victims before this. This particular festival only happens once every 90 years. That doesn't absolve him from what he's doing and he should be admonished for it with the Bible. With the Bible. I'm learning. Because um, that's a heavy book. When does the redheaded, like, preteen, or whatever she is... She looks like she's 12. She, she does. Looks, yeah. She looks really uncomfortably young. Um, uncomfortably. 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 Um, when does she carve the weird little idol thing and stick it under his bed? That's not the yet. first thing she did. Not yet. Really? Still not yet. I thought that yeah. was, like, so, the first night. It wasn't. <laughs> so... Because <laughs> he's all, like... Duh fuck. <laughs> and Pele's like, no, it's nice. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Pele gives Danny the, the the picture of her. And it's really nice. And then she's like, oh yeah, Christian forgot. And he's like, oh, I fucked up. And then Pele's like, hey dude, you fucked up. Then I fucked up. And then... But does he really feel that way? I don't know. I don't think he does. But Is he, he just a he, master manipulator? He does tell Christian... That he needs to do something for Danny's birthday. And he gives her a piece of cake with a candle in it and awkwardly sings happy birthday to her. While while he's trying to light it. Women standing off behind them, swaying in unison, singing to a baby. He's trying to sing happy birthday to her. And it's like the most awkward It's completely like not the right time to do it. No. It's made even better by the fact that he's trying to light the candle and the the lighter won't stay lit. Yeah. As he's just going on like, happy birthday to you. (laughs) Happy birthday. Like, come on, come on. You didn't think I forgot, did you? And he's like, I fucked it. I'm sorry. <laughs> like <laughs> he maintained that facade for about three seconds. <laughs> it's like when a little kid's like, "I didn't eat that." 
I'm sorry, I ate that. <laughs> <laughs> I ate that too. Um, Should have gotten her a Herodric cube. <laughs> <laughs> you could have put three candles in it and made one bigger candle. Right, right. <laughs> three flawed cam- candles. A Herodric candle. Half burned. Why <laughs> the treasure there? <laughs> so then... Okay. I mean, Deckard Cain would have fit in the society really well. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, one of those older guys kind of looked like... Kind of looked like Deckard. And he wants people to just stay a while. Oh, and listen. <laughs> That's all he wants. Father Odd is probably one of my favorite characters. Where are you getting these names? Yeah. Yeah, I... Well, she saw it twice. She's she like has an edge over Ingmar us. and Father Odd. Yeah. Gruda or something. I don't... I remember. And then there's like, Ula, and like I'm, I'm just. <laughs> I watch with the captions on. Um, <laughs> I started doing that. Yeah, me too. Okay, but let me ask you this. Then I end up reading my movies because you're really good with names, and I've said that about you before, Kitty. Can you name? And this is an argument for any of you or any of our listeners without looking it up. Can anyone here name any of Thor's friends in any of his movies? No. Nope. Anyway. Oh, wait, hang on, hang on. Not in Thor Ragnarok. In the original three mo- two movies. Are you bringing this up because you know all of his friends? Wait, do you mean like I know the one Hulk? of them. What is the one? No. Uh, any of his friends. Like, any of his original friends. Any of friends. his Asgardian friends. Well, Loki. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, sort of, but I mean like I can't his... I even name the guy who watches the Rainbow Road, so I mean it's... Idris Elba. Well, yes, <laughs> but... keeper. So... What about Freya? Um, or Scotty. I'm bored of this conversation. <laughs> For some reason, they're called Lady Sylph and the Warriors 3. So the other three don't even get their own names in that group. <laughs> Lady Sylph. Sorry. Just wanted to bring up the fact that those characters are really throwaway. But you're really good with names, but no one ever remembers those names. Alright, tangent over. Okie dokie. So, anyway. Sif, um, that's why. Sylph and Sif. Goodness. That's where it came from. Now we got it. <laughs> Not to be confused with Siv. 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 Like a... Like the thing like that a you... Siv. Like a colander. Yeah. Except yeah. it's not spelled the same. Victor, play with this. Oh, shiny. <laughs> so, oh, and then there's the girl that's like making eyes at Mark. Like she keeps like... Isn't that later? Tossing him glances. And she starts it pretty early on. Um, because they're like standing in the barn where they all sleep and she comes in and he's like, anybody else do that? I didn't catch that. I thought that nobody liked Mark, and but Mark was just convinced that everybody liked him. She nobody likes Milhouse, but I think that it was a preemptive manipulation tactic. Preemptive I don't murder. think that it was, or she was approved to breed with him, like yeah. mate. Sorry, they used the term mate, and then they just you know did other things to him later. But they go to bed that night, and Pele is like, "Yeah, we're doing the Atastuda tomorrow," and. Josh is like, really? And neither of these two guys who know what happened to Danny's family think, maybe I should warn Danny about what this is about. <laughs> okay, well, would you say his name was Josh? Josh is the black guy. I don't think that, I mean, I, it, it doesn't they, matter. They act remember. like they know what that word means. Josh they, knows. They act like they know what the ceremony is. I yeah, think he knows Josh what it means. Josh knows what it is. But I don't necessarily think he thinks it's going to happen. So I think he thinks that maybe it's been, like, watered down over uh, yeah dramatized yeah yeah uh, they either way they don't know what they're in for not no nobody does he thinks that the reports of this ritual have been apocryphal i know big words there you go hypocrisy 
Hip hop apocryphal. Hip hopopotamus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they get up the next day and then they're all standing at that that really cool long table. The the one that's like in the shape of a rune. Of a rune, yeah. It is, yeah. Um, Does she have the creepy dream that night? Is it an elder Futhark no, rune? She has the creepy dream after she rune, takes yeah. um, mm-hmm. a sleeping pill from Josh the next night. They're they're all like following the order of these two elders that are at the head of the table, and everybody's wearing white except for the the new bloods and these elders who are wearing blue. They start the festival. The <gasps> festival. Yes, um, the deep breath festival. And then breathe <laughs> out. I think that has to do with symbolism of like recycling. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Breathing in, breathing out. Like the word, um, like in Hindu cultures, the word nirvana means to breathe out. Like, huh. or <sighs> it means to like, like let sigh. go of your breath because, yeah, because it's part of a cycle. You're letting go because you know that it's going to just be a cycle and that it's going to come back to you. Interesting. They walk up to this cliff and they're standing at the base of this cliff. And I don't know what any of the new bloods expected to happen. I don't know that I would expect that to happen, but like, I don't know. I would start feeling real fucking uncomfortable at this point. I mean, I think they were. They just weren't expecting it to be that. Yeah. Like, I think they were uncomfortable. Well, Danny had it the worst. Yeah. Because, yeah. um, like, they're standing at the top of the cliff and then it's like, like, she suddenly <laughs> realized what they were about to do. And yeah. Connie and, uh, uh, Simon start like flipping the fuck out, which I probably would have too. The fuck, the fuck! Don't jump. Ingmar brought them. Right? Yes, and there's one of the women, the the cult women, is standing there, and she turns and looks at Danny and goes, <laughs> uh, "Yeah, I remember that lady." Like, I don't know what's up with these two. Like, the fuck they do? Acting like they never saw somebody. Die before, yeah. but then the older lady did it right. Like she dove right onto her head. She did, yeah. and the old man for some the reason man fucked it up. <laughs> she did like a pencil dive with his legs. She <laughs> <laughs> exploded his leg, yeah. completely shattered his leg, and survived the fall. So the the one of the, everybody starts wailing. Yeah, and th- that was the creepiest part, I think. Because, once again, like, the whole community is, like, they're all empathetic towards each other. They try to share each other's pain. So, in the old yes. man, he botches his suicide, and he gets up and starts screaming. He doesn't get up. Well, no, he, he leans up and <laughs> he starts he raises screaming. His leg. <laughs> he looks at it, he leans up, he looks at his exploded leg, and you hear the rest of the... The rest of the... the, vil- the uh, okay, Commune. The commune just start ah, like all of them in unison. Like they all have to sharing play. his pain with him. So they get out the Mario hammer and they do some doop dooping on their heads. Yeah, they make point. it like uh, they take turns. Actually, like one yeah. person who looks to be the most experienced. Well, there were three people, and I was kind of wondering if maybe those were his children. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Okay. They looked like they were of the right age. Mm. Um, or just maybe like the second level of elders. Maybe. It's hard to say. But there were three of them, and even though he was very obviously dead after the... If not the first one, the second hammer hit, they still had three people do it. Right there. Um, and then they went 
back to the camp. And tried Danny, to talk, talked about what they saw. Yeah. Danny ugly cried next to the the yellow building. At least she didn't go cry again. Can we get a, a, a recreation of that uh, ugly cry? What it sounded like? <laughs> Great acting. <laughs> but I believe at some point, not long after this, like everybody's just like miserable there. Um, yeah, Connie and Simon are getting ready to leave. That's <clears throat> so I have like. Um, why aren't people leaving? Because like, just nobody wants to be there now, except. Christian and Josh, because they both want to do a thesis on it. Yeah, and this is honestly, like, of all of the dickhead things that, that Christian does in this movie, this is the most dickheaded, in my opinion. Yeah. He steals his friend's thesis. Because at this point he hasn't decided what he's doing, right? No. Okay. And I hate him so much for that. Like, Josh is like, dude, fuck you. <laughs> and I would have been pissed, who, too. I was going to say, you were the person who did all the work on the community projects, weren't you? Yes, I was. The group projects, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. And that, like... Because this has been Josh's passion for a long time. Yeah, I remember Josh's initial reaction is, are you serious? I, I can't tell if you're serious or joking. Yeah. You're, you're stealing... Like, he couldn't even believe it at first. Like, you're, you're stealing my pieces? I don't able to either. Like... Yeah. Uh, and Danny wants to leave. But Pele talks her into staying. Yeah, and he's like, honestly, to, I mean, I'm being completely honest. If he had had that conversation with me, I probably would have considered staying too. Like, he's just really sweet and like really like very calm about it. And like, I'm really sorry. This is just our culture. Like, I'm sorry that it's different than yours. I'm sorry I should have warned you. And like, he makes it seem okay and normal. And maybe it's because they're kind of sort of drugged at all times in some capacity or another. Or maybe it's just the fact that like they're really disconnected from the world so like their thinking is kind of skewed now because they're in this little like hidden valley of weird skewed humanity well and sim does a really good job of explaining it too because she's the one that actually like explains it to um uh yeah she explains how you know it, it it it's wrong to live into decrepitude and it's recycling your life right after you you're done with it, yeah, you get rid of it, pass it on. Mm-hmm. But you got to make sure you cut it up with scissors, or else it might end up on a turtle's neck. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> that took me a second, but okay. Caught up now. I don't get it. Like um, recycling like can, like, plastic holders. When you recycle the the plastic. Rings when you throw away. The... I thought you said it might end up on a turtleneck, like a sweater. Oh. And I, was like, <laughs> I said around the turtle's neck, but I, I can understand the confusion. <laughs> that too. The confusion or the confusion? The confusion, sorry. Oh. That night, Kaya, is that her name? The, the redhead. That's the name of the cat from Ghost Stories. <laughs> she. That's the night that she puts the rune under mm, Christian's bed and Josh sees it. And, and Josh is all like, I don't know. I don't hey, Pele, <laughs> the fuck is this? Yeah. And Pele's like, oh, Kaya's in love with Christian. Looks like my sister has a crush on you or something. Yeah, like he that. makes a, a surprisingly small deal out of it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, oh, she's chosen you to mate. Or like, oh. <laughs> she, she just <laughs> was granted the ability to have sex last year. Yeah. Is basically what he says. Yeah, He's he like, oh, says that so casually. I remember when that happened to me. Christian is like... Yes. The council got together. <laughs> and it's really creepy and weird. And A little bit. 
Oh. <laughs> so there's the whole thing with Simon and Connie. Simon, they, Father Odd's like, oh yeah, Simon left without you. Oh. The truck will be back for you in an hour, like whatever. And Connie's like, okay, he wouldn't have fucking done that. Yeah. And <laughs> like, yeah, implying that he just left. Yeah, without saying anything. When to really her. he just disappeared mysteriously. Yeah. yeah. But I think that was like the beginning of their manipulation, like trying to drive to uh, get the new bloods to start fighting amongst each other and break them apart. Then they're having a conversation about it at dinner, and <laughs> Danny says to Christian, like something along the lines of, "I could see you doing that," and he's like what? <laughs> and she's like, never mind. And like, it's just so awkward and like, so well done. I don't know. I love it. That's one of my favorite parts of the movie. Um, <laughs> and that is the night that he ends up with the pube in his ah. meat tart. Also in that scene, they're all drinking orange, uh, yellow beverages, but his is orange. Yes. It, it has menstrual blood yeah. in it. <gasps> um, and that is shown in the uh, tapestry in the beginning. Mm-hmm. They uh, yes, pan they a- across that tapestry, and it's a tapestry of the ritual, the, the love ritual that she's doing, where she cuts her pubes and puts them in the meat pie. And but it's shown in reverse, right? Mm, Doesn't it start no. from the right and go to the left? It does. It's backwards, but yeah. I think- it's shown to us in the correct order, though. Oh, okay. It's shown to us in the correct order, but, like, if you're looking at it, it is... It reads from right to left. Yes. Oh, okay. And then, like, the last couple of um, things are uh, of uh, a dude with, like, hypnotized eyes. Like, they have the swirly cartoon. (laughs) The cartoon, yeah. Which cracks me up. And the anvil falls out of the sky. Yes. The road runner catches the uh, coyote. Off the cliff. I did see a video with an actual coyote walking down the street with an actual road runner in its mouth. It's 2020. Sucker finally got him. He did. I will believe just about anything. (laughs) Japan built a life-size Gundam. So at this point, at like a fully functional... It, I mean, as much as we can make it at this point, fully functional. Which makes me wonder, like, what do they know that we don't? Uh, they have Gundamian steel. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine, like, they saw a blip off the coast, and they're like, we better get on this project now. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. Hemingway. <laughs> Hemingway. <laughs> um, he's a terrible author. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know he's hailed as a classic author, but he's just so boring and depressing. Yes, sure. So, but he's earnest. Some some stuff. I'm I'm sorry. I got a book coming out with all these bad puns. Sorry. Um, Oh, the girl comes over and pulls Mark away at the the dinner Uh, with the pew pie, implying that there's going to be some sexy time, but without saying that there was actually sexy time. Well, this was after he peed on the ritual log. Yes, this was after. Yeah, we missed that. Like there was two guys that were super pissed off because it was like where they bury their ashes. One started crying and vomiting. I think he was so disgusted. But listen, if that tree's important, you fucking put a sign on it. Like, yeah, don't pee on it or guard or something. To to be fair, to be fair, 
They were spreading the ashes on it while he was walking past not but two minutes before that. Okay, like, but he might have just thought that they were just ashes that they were throwing at They were just ashing the tree? I'm, you know, some. I mean, okay, so actu- this is an actual thing. Ashes, wood ashes spread out in the forest actually helps. Well, those aren't wood ashes, they're people ashes. I know, but he didn't know that. Maybe but he... also, I don't know that thing about wood ashes, so... Well, you know, I mean, maybe he just assumed that there was And just... he's an idiot. Well, regardless, <laughs> yes. it's just an example of two different cultures getting yes. together and not understanding each other. They didn't put a sign up, because they it's so obvious to them that you don't pee there that they didn't see the purpose of putting a sign. That's, yeah, very good point. It, it kind of almost feels like maybe... Their culture's set up in such a way to give them excuses to kill foreigners. <laughs> like, I mean, well, I yeah. mean, the, you've peed on our sacred tree. This is you've, warrant warrantable by death. That's yeah. entrapment. <laughs> yeah, but to them, it makes so much sense. It's the oh. same as like the ritualistic suicides at the age of seventy-two. Like to them, it's just so intuitive that you would give your life away at that age rather than continue to live until ninety or a hundred and. You know, into into uselessness, according to their culture. Like, yeah. But but to us Westerners, like it's so shocking. Like it's just two cultures that don't understand each other, bumping shoulder. You know, bumping Cultural into each other. And we wonder why Cultural there's so clash. much war. And... Exactly, <laughs> stuff like this. People this podcast is brought to you by. <laughs> D Pound Radio, WDPAD, the hottest channel on Twitch TV. Thank you for tuning in to the movie podcast. You forgot what it was called. (laughs) (laughs) What is it called? We don't really talk about horror. We don't really talk about it a lot, honestly. We don't. We mentioned it once. Just the one time. Just the one mention, actually. Hounds of Horror. Excellent. That was excellent. Yes. It was. So, yes, he peed on the tree, and then pie, and then... The yeah. girl lures him away. And right. I'm and assuming to his death. Yes, they may oh, yeah. They may have had sex before that, because they're Copulation. trying... Yes, copulation. <laughs> they may have been trying to introduce more blood. So that's new, more new blood into their bloodlines. And so that's where I'm going to bring it back around to that whole thing. About, bring it around now. So there's the first one that I think might have happened. Also, is Danny potentially like gonna? Danny have will be children? mating likely with Pele. So there's three. Yes. New blood potential. Yes. Two then, for sure. Maybe three. Yes. Undecided. We'll have to ask Ari Aster. Yes. So uh, you can. <laughs> um, we'll invite him over for dinner along with Michael Flanagan, and he'll bring his mirror. He'll bring his mirror, and we'll set it up opposite of Ari Aster. And he'll just stare at himself. Yes. <laughs> You guys can talk to Ari Aster while I wait in the other room. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just i I want to have a like a normal conversation with him if that's possible. I was watching some some interviews with him because I not really like I was watching some movie reviews and a couple of them had footage of like an interview with him and he seems like a normal guy. He's like he seems at least capable of normal conversation. Drags you away to his. Swedish cult. And yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. We don't know. We don't know. We don't. I wonder if his ex saw that movie. Probably. I hope she did, and I hope she felt bad. Or he. Or he. There I go. Or they. Or them. Or them. 
They um, all. What else is there? Shklee. Shklur. Shklee. <laughs> Josh goes in and sees the, the Ruby Raider. Radar. Radar. Ruby Radar. Oh, is that the Bible? Radal. Ruby Radal, I think is. No. I don't know. The Ragdoll. Um, but before that, they hear screaming in the woods, and everyone's like, oh, oh yeah. okay, whatever. I guess it's just a bobcat. That was actually before the dinner. That was before um, Mark gets yeah. lured away to his death. Literally, like, all the main characters are like, huh? What? Darn hell, huh? mites. <laughs> and nobody else pays attention. Well, screaming caterpillars are really screaming this season. <laughs> Helgermites are ugly as fuck. Helgermites are, are yes. scary buggers. Ugly as sin. Also known as Dobson fly. Dobson fly. Oh. Um, but also known as what the fuck is that? Yeah. In they their were... defense, though, they've encountered so many other strange and alien things on this trip so far. That's true. That they might the not. <laughs> yeah, like Helgramites. I was so confused when you first started talking. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like when we no, first... I mean they hear a shriek in the, out in the woods. Yes, that's and true. After everything they've been through. They might just be like, oh, okay, it must be another one, another thing that I don't understand. That's like, actually, uh, that's a good point. Like, for all we know, an, yeah. or for all they know, it could be, like, a ritual that they perform before they cut a tree down. They might right. scream at it for a while. Yeah. <laughs> or while they're cutting. They don't know. This culture is so alien to them, and they're just trying to go along with it as best they can and fit in. Yeah. They're grown-ass adults. They don't need to try to fit in. <laughs> they do in this community, else you get got. That's yeah. true. Josh, in his infinite wisdom, after he is granted permission to look at the Ruby, Rudy, Ruby Raider, which is written by Ruben, which I don't want to talk about. What are you going talking, on about? Talking about a Ruben sandwich here. Ruben is the 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 inbred individual, and they allow for inbreeding once every so often, intentionally, intentionally, intentionally. because then they. The one who is the product of inbreeding, um, their mind is unclouded, as he put it, because they are they have a mental deficit, and so they're not their cognition isn't at the same level as other presumably. Um, and so he's the one who writes the Ruby Raider, and then the elders interpret it, and they have like. Sounds thousands, very thousands, thousands of these books. Oh yeah, because they've written like each one of these Rubens, um, each one of these sandwiches writes multiple right. volumes. Yes, that's the only time I like Swiss cheese. Like, mm. wow, that panini you made was good the other day. Rubens have all the wrong ingredients, and it turns out right. Yeah, <laughs> it's even better. It's with like coleslaw rye bread and coleslaw, and no, no, no. You gotta put sauerkraut on it. Well, sauerkraut, but I like coleslaw on my Reuben as well as the sauerkraut. Oh my. Oh, I've is. had Swiss cheese twice that I like now, so. <laughs> How did we get on Swiss cheese? Oh, Reuben. Reuben's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was also the winner Thousand of Island dressing. one of the American Idols. <laughs> yeah. Reuben's daughter, mm-hmm. yeah. That Clay Aiken song was playing in Walmart when I was in there the other day. Oh my god, we're so <laughs> far off topic. So, he asks if he can take a picture of the whatever. The Ruby Rudel. The strudel. And the guy gets really upset and says, no. No, like, absolutely not. And then starts to close the book. Right. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's definitely a reaction. He like it angrily, though. He, he's like, it, no, It's a very stern. Not. Yeah, it's absolutely not. It's just not. a very, like. Yeah. Matter of fact, like, no. <laughs> of, under like, no of course you can't. Like, why, why would you, would you even ask? ask? Yeah. Right. 
And then he's like, okay. So Are what you high? So what you're saying yes. is that I'll sneak in later and take it, and if I get caught, I'll probably just get a smack on the wrist. No, you're going to get smacked, but not on the wrist. You're going to get a bop across the bonds. <laughs> mm-hmm. A very forceful, spirited. By somebody wearing the skin of your friend. Yeah. Yes. So- no, he did not actually get hit by him. He was distracted by him. Yes. He gets hit from behind by someone who comes out of the darkness. I think it's old man, whatever his face was. And he would have gotten away with it too <laughs> for those meddling kids. If it hadn't been for those yeah, drugs. And- yeah, he snuffed out. And that just. And the guy with the mark mask is naked from the waist down for some fucking reason. Yeah. That might be how. If you're wearing somebody's skin on your face to, as a mask, who cares what else you're wearing? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Why is he wearing logic. a sweatshirt? Like, I don't understand. He's wearing half of Mark's clothes. That what happened to been... the other half? Like, that might have been how he died. That might have been how he killed him. I don't know. That's the... With his penis? <laughs> no. Like, he might have killed him as Ew. he was, like, taking his pants off to presumably have sex with this girl that he thought he was going to get to have sex with. Uh, and then they killed him. And he was like, yeah, I want to recreate this exactly. And you know like, what? I think I just re- realized uh, they had to take Mark's shirt off for the method of execution that they did to him. The Blood Eagle. No, that was not Mark. That was, that that was, was Simon. Yes, that was Simon. The Blood oh, okay. Eagle. Although, very, I was trying to remember what that was called. A really, really terrible way to die. Yeah, it's not great. It's um, not great. Um, I have a question. Yes. What was it? That's that a question. question. <laughs> <laughs> what was my question? We were talking about Josh getting got. Oh, oh, oh. We were talking about, okay, like, we peeing on a tree. Like, we don't understand their culture. Mm-hmm. They take offense at all this stuff, and we're like, what the hell? But at what point... Do you stop respecting this commune's culture? Like, at what point would I personally have stopped respecting it? Mm-hmm. It depends on whose shoes I was in. Depends on how drugged you are, too. Mm. Well, yeah, because they're subtly drugged. Like and we can so agree, what's going on here is not right. Well, by your according to who? Yeah, according to I would argue most of the civilized world. Well, sure, not no, that. okay. The ritual suicide. I could see that. That's where I would draw the line, honestly. But I wouldn't try to convince them that they're wrong. I would just say, yeah, this isn't for me. And I Okay, but, but would you? See, my thing is, is I, like, and we're going to get into some real philosophical shit here. Let's do it. Doctor-assisted suicide for terminally ill patients. Correct. I think it should be a thing. So I might be looking at that from those goggles of, okay, like, these people know that they're coming up towards the end of their life. This is a part of their culture. They believe that they're going to be reborn into this baby. Like, this girl is pregnant, and that's one of their ideals, is that they think that if they jump off of this ledge and kill themselves, that their spirit will be reborn into this baby that this other woman is currently pregnant with. Right. Recycling. I'm fine with that. Okay. Like, I, if I get want... it. Like, it makes sense to me. I just can't. So, do... I don't know that I would have drawn the line there, is what I'm saying. I, I think that I might have been able to look at that. Oh, I would have been upset I, by you, it. Euthanasia is a thorny topic. I don't actually have a problem with it. I just don't want it to look like that. No. <laughs> Jumping well, no. off of a cliff. No, and that's... The, how graphic it is and how publicized it is. And there were children there in the uh, in the audience to witness the death. Which, once again, makes sense in their culture. Yeah. Like, death is a part of life, and we should be exposing kids to it. And all of those children it. came from... It, it, exactly. I understand it. Like, it makes sense when you put it in that lens. Mm. But it's just not my lens. 
I, I could, I could be made to understand anything. Well, you no, could I'm, defend I'm just anything. saying that, like, I don't know because for me personally, I don't know that I would have drawn the line there. I think I would have been really disturbed and upset by it. I was di- disturbed and upset by watching it in the movie, but I don't know if that would have been my "I'm going the fuck home" point. If that makes sense, it would not have been mine either. Like, if that's what they believe and that's what they want to do, fine. And also, when I was younger and people said, you know, euthanasia is a controversial issue, I'm like, what are the youths in Asia? Like, what's the controversy? (laughs) I don't understand what's the matter with them. Um, But anyways, yeah, I wouldn't have even drawn the line there. No. But even though they're all drugged up, just us on the outside watching this, like, this commune is wrong. What they're doing is wrong. At what point? Why is it wrong? When they murder everybody. Okay, but like... Oh, yeah. When... when what I'm saying is, I don't know when I would have realized that was happening. Right. But if you were watching this from the outside, I mean, like, the first time they killed somebody, I would have been like, this, like, can't continue. Like, everybody who gets murdered, though, it's justified in their eyes. Like, that the, doesn't make it right. There's no. the guy. <laughs> well, but I would, would you agree? Like, most of the governments in the world would not permit that. Well, oh, I mean, I yeah. don't think that the government knows that this exists. Right. Yes. They don't. But or I'm just they, saying, yes, on I, a fundamental okay, level, but, but the you're commune saying, is wrong. You're saying that because the majority believes a certain way, that makes it objectively true, and I don't think that that's the case. I think murder is wrong. I think that murdering, especially when it's murdering someone who does not fit into your religion, like someone who doesn't believe in your religion. Like, murder has been wrong since... Yeah, yeah. I'm going yeah to- <laughs> I believe it's wrong, but once again, that's just, I'm not saying that it's objectively true. It's like something say, though, most of us can agree on. I'm the type of person who could get sucked into a cult. I will <laughs> flat out admit that. Like, I could be brainwashed, and I recognize that about myself. And if I really legitimately believed that, like, the Hargo was going to come back and murder everybody if we didn't sacrifice these, com- like, these new comers or whatever and I needed to like that needed to be done in order to preserve my friends and family I might not think that it was wrong on a level sure so like it I don't know like it's hard to say and plus these kids are indoctrinated with this growing up like most of them obviously right. like it's Danny is so second nature to them it's, yeah they don't it's, and they only let people stay who are they're capable of brainwashing into believing that this is like Danny. Yeah, and that's it. I think. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, mean, they kill everybody else. They might might have been able to talk Christian into staying just to keep him alive. Like he might have, like to save his own life, he might have been willing to not leave. But I mean, I think that anybody that they think could be a threat, they kill them. Well, he died because of her. Well, yes, yes. but I'm saying no. that, like, if she had chosen oh. the the other person... Right. That, he would um, not have been allowed to leave, you, yeah. you mean? And yeah. He would have eventually either <clears throat> stayed or died? Yes. I think okay. that... Like, but yes, I mean, it is wrong to murder someone. On a fundamental level, I mean, level, on a yes. fundamental level, on a fundamental Absolutely. human level of basic morals. Yes. Murder is wrong. Although, just want to make one quick point, it has nothing to do with that. That is a straight up statement that I will stand behind. Murder is wrong. Murder is wrong. Assisted suicide is different. That yes. is not falling in the same category. I do really appreciate this culture, this fictitious culture's 
way of dealing with death because there is a lot less sadness and mourning that goes along with it. Like exactly. death is very, it's very much a positive thing. It's very much a, like they'll come back kind of thing. And like, it's like a new beginning to them. Yeah. And I think in Western culture, we're kind of like spooky about it. We don't really know. Well, I don't, I, I would how to handle argue that that's not true. I think that a lot of, it's like a taboo to be even talk about at the dinner table in a lot of situations. <laughs> so have you ever thought about euthanasia? <laughs> There's something going on over there. With uh, euthanasia. Yes. <laughs> a lot of Warcraft going on. And I agree with you, D-Pad, that the, the majority opinion doesn't always determine objective truth, I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. But, you know, as a rule, you shouldn't deprive people of their lives. <laughs> Unless they request it of you. Yes. And they are of sound mind. Or have been raised you. to just know at 72 they're going to do it. Yeah. Moving on. So <laughs> Sorry. So they start doing some dances. Yeah, they around they the maypole. Dance. Yeah, around the maypole. Which, which is like part part of the only factual. Uh, it's actually the only factual part of the midsummer. The dance. The dance. Yeah, dancing oh. around the maypole. I, that, that I think that is actually non-fictional. Okay, I can believe that. Sure. Okay. I love like so the. They describe it that the when the Harga originally came, he hypnotized the women into dancing until they died. And so now they do it every year, and, and the woman who has the most stamina at the end of it <laughs> is, is crowned the May Queen. And that makes perfect sense. I couldn't tell. The demon came and made us do this thing, so now we do this thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you? Just as a middle finger to him. Or it. And so, I mean, that's what they're doing. They're like, hey, fuck you. Like, we can do this. Like, I don't We know. can dance if we want to. But yeah, um, so Danny get, ends up... What do they... They just... Yeah, they dance until they trip or they... Until they just fall, fall from exhaustion. Yeah. They also well, Danny bumps into the one girl and she falls down. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. also kind of like like the whatever the, the older screamy lady's name is. Oh, I was um, gonna say running the bulls. Older screamy sure. lady. <laughs> that would have been a very different movie. But like she keeps saying, like, stop, like change direction. Like it's kind of like um like Simon Says almost. Yeah. yeah like when yeah. you're a kid you play Simon Says, like, change direction. Like, <laughs> right. like oh, you know. I feel like they're kind of trying to get everybody to start bumping into each yeah. other and screwing up and falling over. Yeah. They're also feeding them massive amounts of drugs, yeah. I assume. <laughs> but like they, every time they stop. Like made like a dandelion wine that had yeah. like some sort of psychedelic property to yeah. it. You see them mashing up in a yeah. mortar and pestle. That is my also. Do you pestle? Pestle. Pestle. Do you guys think of this? No, I'm hearing two different. There is a T, but it's pestle. Oh, I I think it depends on your region. Personally, Um, I've always said more personally. Write yes. in to houndsofhorrorpod at gmail.com and Let tell us, us who the fuck is right. Is it human um, or is it human? Or is or it huge or is it you? Barry or Burry? Burry. Mm-hmm. I say Burry because it's B-U-R-Y. Yes. Car- caramel or caramel? Mm. People go, you bury someone. I'm like, Pillow bury like Barry yeah. White Burry? And somebody made fun of me for that one time and I was like, no, it's Burry. I've gotten made fun of for that too. Okay, that's stupid. They say, you said Burry? And I'm like, yeah, because I speak proper fucking English. <laughs> <laughs> Some people over in England are like, nah. 
<laughs> we say Barry over here, mate. That's Australia. <laughs> We're the biggest fucking twats on the face of the planet. <laughs> we are. We gotta get a hold of... Uh, but I am absolutely enchanted with British and Australian yes. culture. We actually have a friend who goes by the name of Kuda online that we played oh, with. We should contact him and ask him how he pronounces Barry or Burry. We should. And we should also ask him if he pronounces it, you know, like human, human. Um, He's British, know. correct? Yes. Yes. So I asked him what, you know, traditionally would be like the British people's choice of drink. And he said tea. Any kind of tea. And I said, what do you think the American drink would be? And he immediately answered beer. But then right after that, he said uh, he was trying to think of what tonic we're all so fond of. And he finally arrived at the conclusion that it was cream soda. (laughs) So, essentially, he read a book once, written in the 1990s. Or no, the 1890s. The 1980s? I don't think they had cream soda in the 1890s. I want to say that they did, so I'm going to. (laughs) I mean, I I do like cream soda, but, you know. I do like cream soda, too. Tonight, you know, now that you mention it, I kind of like it, too. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, Let's talk about birch beer. Oh, I like birch beer, I love too. birch beer. Ooh, like white birch beer? I don't know if, if anyone listening hasn't had white birch beer, you should try it. And if you can find it at a local Amish um, establishment. establishment, then do that. D-Pad, have you ever had white birch beer? Yes. It's really good, isn't it? I can't tell the difference between white birch beer and red birch beer. Red brown birch beer. You might need to calibrate your taste buds. Have you ever eaten birch bark? <laughs> no. I guess had? you just chew on it and yeah, it, it tastes, tastes like, like that. Birch beer. Right? Yeah. Have you ever eaten willow bark? No. Why are you asking me about Don't ever eat willow bark. Okay. It's You'll actually, die. It, it is actually <laughs> what they originally made after. Do you mean white willow bark? Is it white willow specifically? I, I don't, don't know. know. Because white willow bark has, like, antiseptic properties. I believe that... I thought it was willow bark that they used to make... Well, they originally used to make something similar to aspirin. Um, it is similar. Do not come to this podcast for factual evidence on... <laughs> we are not doctors. Do not do any of these things. We are not. Yeah, if you do something that you hear on this podcast, like, that's pretty dumb. We and are we not... We can't be held yeah. responsible for any shit that you do. I did used to put white willow bark in my tea, though. Okay. Well, okay, so I imagine... And I'm have still to, alive. And you'd have to eat a lot of it, I imagine. Well, like, I don't know. I imagine they used to make what's called a tincture out of it. Tincture. A tincture. Which sounds like a noise or a sound effect for something falling down the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, where were we? Oh, okay, so she goes off and, like, blesses the grounds and stuff. And in the meantime, hmm. Christian is getting drugged. He is. He goes to the principal's office. And And this is where, honestly, it starts to make me sick, this movie. Yeah. Because, like, at this point, like, every frame, like, there's something that is, like, wavy and, Uh, like, undulating. And I'm like, I can't watch this anymore. Right. It's breathing. Right. Contradictory patterns. Like, the wallpaper at one point is really, really, like, dense with information. Like, Like, lucky number seven. Yeah, like there's patterns there. Or supernatural. <laughs> well, and there's the bear burning on the wall that, um... Like, you mean when you buy too many scratchies? <laughs> <laughs> when somebody buys too many scratchy lados? <laughs> Smokes too many cigarettes? <laughs> Drinks too many beers? Um, but yeah, like, when he gets called into, like, the, I'd call it the principal's office, because that's what it felt like to me. Like, he's there, and he's like, I think I want to repube. 
That sounds about right. (laughs) (laughs) It's so casual. It's so good. But like that, the wallpaper in that scene is really like, I don't know, maybe I'm just hyper observant to stupid stuff like that. But like my brain was like, my brain was like, look at all those things. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, um, I mean, it starts to get really, really visually just bizarre. Yeah. And they go, and so she's crowned the May Queen, and she's sitting at the head of the table, and mm-hmm. um, her chair is made out of plants, and she's, like, yes. petting it. And, the, it's and like the plants are accepting her, her yeah. touch, yeah. almost. It's like she's kind of one with the land. And Christian comes over, and he sits down, and he had, he had been drugged at this point. And he sits down, and the whole table is, like, moving and breathing on its own. He feels um, very much an outsider. Like, there is no place for him. Like, there's a spot that he fits into, but it's not made for him. Nobody leads him to it. Nobody acts like he's part of the group. They all kind of shun him. Like, he's very much an outsider. I remember that's depicted at one point where he's kind of tripping out at the dinner table, and he looks at the old man next to him, and he says, "I, I don't know what's going on. And the old man just goes <laughs> and claps at him, and it causes this. And it, it, yeah, just he silences him with the with the clap. And tripping Christian, he just like <laughs> sh- like recoils. He just like ah, like sorry. And he goes, "Why would you do that?" Yeah, yeah. He just yeah. recoils at the clap. It's like okay, sorry. I'll and be that, quiet. despite all of the terrible things he's done, that's when I started to actually feel slightly sorry for Christian. Like, no, I never felt bad. He for him. just seems so pitiful in that moment. Like, Why would you do that? Oh, he I would didn't also, deserve what he got. He's so I would like pitiful. to point out that he looks like discount Chris Pratt and the guy who played Harvey and Sabrina <laughs> the Teenage Witch had a baby, and he was the product. Okay. All right. <laughs> Yeah. But so yeah, that that after that's when she goes off and starts like blessing the ground and stuff. And she has a beautiful singing voice, and her and the other girl that she's singing with harmonize very well together. When they drank the dandelion psycho drugs and did the maypole dance, she was speaking the same language. Eventually, yes. right, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. she was like, cute I don't scene. speak sweet. <laughs> and then she says she she starts speaking in gibberish and then it turns into Swedish and she's like I guess I, I understand do. you. <laughs> it's super cute. That whole scene, the whole dancing scene, is probably my favorite part of this movie. It's just it's so the happiest scene. It is just adorable. And very and dark. Fun. I would argue differently. Well, you can. But I'm allowed to have my own thoughts sometimes. Can I? No, I mean about it being the happiest oh. scene. Well, I mean um, that's fine. Again. <laughs> The entire last part of this movie is so good, and there's so much wrapped up into it. There's so much wrapped up into every scene of this movie, really. She does have a beautiful voice, and that's something else that I really like about that actress, is that... What did you say her name was? Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh. I really appreciate the fact that, like, she has a very... I don't want to say average, because that sounds really disrespectful, but she has a very natural singing voice. It sounds very expected from someone who... Maybe has a little bit of training, or maybe just has some raw talent, but she doesn't sound perfectly crisp and clean and beautiful like you would expect from most Hollywood movies or most Hollywood actresses. Like, she just has a really beautiful voice, and I kept trying to come up with the right word, and it was actually Kitty that she said, like, she has a really sultry voice, and, like, I really appreciate that her voice has that kind of deeper tone to it. Like, her voice is deeper than most of the other women in this movie. You know what I... She actually... Her singing voice reminds me a little bit of Jennifer Lawrence's singing voice. Okay. 
I've never heard Jennifer Lawrence sing. She sang one of the songs for um, the Hunger Games trilogy. Jennifer Lawrence is a beautiful gem, and you need to appreciate her. I never said she wasn't. She's a beautiful gem. J-Law. Although I think Florence Pugh's prettier. I think they're both prettier. Well, that's fine. (laughs) You're all about making sure that you want everyone to know that you disagree. We're allowed to have our own thoughts. Can we have our own thoughts? I'm not going to compare those two women. The dog is snoring. I'm not. saying we were comparing. Well, I, I mean, I was. Um, I am. Right now. <laughs> you did. Oh, and by the by, uh, Americans... That's adorable. <laughs> oh, woof, woof, woof. That is the dog. Dreaming. Get him. Dreaming Get him, Calcifer. Get those dream doggies. He might be chasing that stupid duck that comes around. That <laughs> thing was weird. I was sitting out there having a cigarette, and, like, it was just standing right in front of me. Like... You know, hissing at me. Because he doesn't have a voice box. He can't quack. There's a duck that our neighbor owns that doesn't have a voice box. And he comes over and he just... What? <laughs> a duck that can't quack. He wanted you to pet him and he wanted to play with Calcifer. What? I just wanted him to go away. He and Calcifer are best friends. I would pet a duck that can't quack. And he lets Ganon pet him. And it's like this whole thing. It's adorable. Oh, but what I was going to say was, on average, an American consumes 45 gallons of soda a year. Oh, okay. isn't that ridiculous? Well, not all at once. Uh, no, over 365 days. But, um, you know, if you... What does that break down to in ounces per day? Uh, it's about a pound per day. A pound. A pound. So 16 ounces a day. Oh, uh, someone should do that math. you imagine how much sugar that is? Oh, my goodness. Too much. Now, this is according to whatever Google just spat at me, but... Right. You know. <laughs> I take Why a word for everything. that up? Well, I was trying to figure yeah, out how much was... cream soda gets sold every year. Figure out oh why. My God. That was like from them. ten minutes ago. <laughs> I'm still on it. I mean, not looking up Florence Pugh because she's pretty. She is pretty. Figure out what's up with the youths in Asia, though. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on with them. Something. That's the real issue. It really oh is. Oh my God. So she, he follows the flower petal road <laughs> into and... a, the most awkward <laughs> sexual encounter he'll ever have. He won't um, have a chance for, for to the have rest of his life. Well, for the rest of his yeah, life, yeah. For the rest of his life, um, I guarantee he is not. Well, I guess we haven't seen all of his life, but I think it's a pretty slim chance that he's had a more awkward sexual encounter. Although the woman who like cradles the little redheaded girl's head in her hands and starts singing has a beautiful singing voice. She does, yeah. Like it's it is what I would imagine. I, I don't want to like, dwell on this. Like, okay. Well, I mean, what the. The, the sexy? The sex ritual? Well, okay, yeah, she had a pretty singing voice, but then you think about that. But then you think about the old naked lady going over and, like, pushing his ass. Uh, helping him. Oh, yeah. Helping him thrust. Uh, yeah. And he's just like. He just accepts it. Huh? He, and he, he like, just looks behind he, he looks frightened at first, and then he, he's just like, okay, I'll just go with it. Yeah. Oh, and then. So <laughs> he finishes, and it's, yeah, she it's starts not, rocking back and forth, and she goes, "I, I can feel, feel the baby." The baby. I, Bitch, that is not how any of that works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Trust me. Yeah, it's not until like he's um, he was drugged up when he first went into the mating ritual hut. Yes, and then when he gets there, they make him whiff this vapor that says, "This is for your vitality." Yeah, yes. I guess so he can get a boner and keep it. And then yeah. it's not, in- and then he just kind of goes with the whole moment, and yeah. it's not until after the point of orgasm that he's like, "Oh my god, 
Yeah. Oh my god, what the <laughs> hell just happened? And he runs out. Well, before that happens, Danny sees him. Oh, yeah. She peeks through the keyhole, and the girl that she was with is like, I don't know that you should do that. And she's like, whatever, I do what I want. Bitch, and I'm the May Queen. <laughs> went over and she saw what was going on. And then that, from there, is where my favorite meme of 2020 originated where it's just a picture of Danny and all the girls on the floor and it's like I've been needed several women to just sit on the floor and scream with me and that's right. how she, I feel Danny, about this entire yeah. year. <laughs> that's a good analogy. The whole country is doing yeah. that right now. Ah! Yeah, just for further explanation. Danny sees uh Christian cheating on her. Which I'm gonna argue isn't I, she I, sees Christian being raped. Well, whether but her brain interprets that yes. as his yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether yes. he was conscious of what he know. was doing, and that's not fair. Like she wasn't mad at any of them for doing any of that. She she didn't know. She didn't know he was under the influence and forced into this situation. She is also under. All she influence. sees is her her boyfriend in a room having an orgy. Basically. And yeah. so she freaks out, she runs away and starts crying, and I think that's the first part of the movie where she finally accepts that they're not a couple anymore. Right. Yeah. Because the the relationship had been breaking apart since the first scene. For like twelve years. Yeah, for how long? For <laughs> like they'd only a year. been together for four, but like they've both like just since... checked out of the relationship, but yeah. they can't actually they can't find a reason to break up, I feel like. They were just kind of like, they, they knew they weren't in love with each other anymore. I was trying to break up with this chick, and then her parents died. Ugh. But I think they were both looking for, like, something to finally push it out the door. Yeah. And it and turned then, out that it was an old woman pushing on his ass. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was the push out. More of a push in. But she, <laughs> she ran off and started crying, just breaking down, sobbing. And the community came, all the women of the community came together. Except for the ones that were having the orgies. Yeah, okay. Yes. Well, it was a group of women came together and just started miming her, her wailing, her, wailing, her. her like tears. Like they did when the man fell Exactly. And that's what the community does. They're, they're, they, they try to act as one. They try to all feel each other's pain yeah. and each other's suffering and each other's uh, orgasm noises. I guess, yeah. yeah. Just the noises. Gross. They're, they're pain and pleasure. It's a, a yeah, very yeah. They're all yeah. It's communal. Yeah. Maybe exactly. they should mind their own business. <laughs> so it then, is their business. And, I mean, after he snaps out of his drug-induced whatever, he runs they, out. What does dig he do? Swinging. Well, they, 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 he <laughs> with his fishing he, tackle flip flopping about. <laughs> best interpretation of Raiden from the end of Metal Gear Solid runs around oh, trying yeah. to hide himself. <laughs> He's not even. Covering his genitals at first. Not really. He's just letting it flow. It's not until and the group <laughs> walks around the corner and he's like, oh shit. Oh shit. And then he, he covers his, his gonads. And then takes off running. Just bolts and off. And then we have that sequence from the beginning of Austin Powers, The Spy of Shagney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, isn't that where he sees Josh's like feet sticking up his out of a flower bed? Sticking up out yeah. of a flower bed. Just a foot. Uh, like, why just a foot? foot? And then he decides to make some soup. Toe soup. <laughs> and then... That's a different movie. Oh, oh yeah. Sorry, my mistake. But yeah, he goes running around and he finds a blood eagle. Oh, yes. And, and they he's have another still one breathing. Of <laughs> That's Simon's not possible. That's breathing. not how lungs work. It depends on when it was done. No. no you could I'm... live for like maybe a minute or two. Um, alive but... or not, that's not how lungs work. hanging out on his body. Lungs need a like... diaphragm to... to... 
inhale and exhale. You, they mm. can't breathe outside of the chest. Yeah, it's your... It's this uh, muscle down lung here. Butter that's like, like, that's how an iron lung works also. Yeah, it's and it's like also the one that lets you goat cry, like... <laughs> so basically... I think we should end this podcast by communally joining in a goat cry. Okay. <laughs> sure. I'm in. Well, we when, when we're done. Your open bottle of water next to the laptop's making me really uncomfortable. Oh, does it? Mm-hmm. We about to fight. So <laughs> again. <laughs> All right. So that's when it's finally dawning on him. Something might but, not um, be right here. <laughs> wait, a wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on now. Something doesn't seem right. As someone's poking him in the back of the head with a sword. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that freaks me out too about the blood eagle that there oh. were um, chickens. The- yeah, just, yeah, just foul, just picking it's at so him. So dirty and weird. Yeah, and then they have another one of those really weird friggin' shots where he like goes underneath of his face. Why to does look he do his... that? That freaks me uh, out. Why know. does he? T- was he, gonna he was in shock. Spider Man kissing. <laughs> <laughs> True love's first kiss. And he was missing his eyes, and he had sunflowers in his eyes. Sunflowers in his eye sockets. And then he like does the weird camera angle and goes to leave, and the old guy's like, "Nope." Blows. Yeah. Some sort of Some paralyzing kind of agent. Yeah. yeah. And then, I, I don't remember exactly how, but they brought him for judgment before the May Queen. In a wheelbarrow, basically. In a wheelbarrow. It was a wheelchair. And well, it was a choice between him and who else? They did a lottery system. Oh. They had, like, one of those tumblers, like, they use on the actual lottery, and a little <laughs> ball. Yeah, yeah, where did the they thing. get that? And they built it, I guess. And, um. Oh, you need factories and stuff stuff to build yeah. lottery If you're not pranks. polluting the environment, you didn't build something. Yeah. It came down to him and this other guy. She chose him to die because they needed nine total sacrifices. Because they're um, weird and stupid. And... I guess one for every decade because they only do it every 90 years. That's I dumb. I, I made that up. <laughs> <laughs> but then they put him, well they kill the bear and hollow the bear out and put him in the bear skin. Put him in the bear. Which had to be impossibly hot to begin with. Oh my oh god, god, I was thinking about that. Oh and my like, god, you'd be sweating your ass off. Talking about how it was like one of the hottest summers on record too, and I was like, oh my Underneath god. Underneath like three like, inches of bear fat and bleh. skin, like oh my oh, god. Pelt, yeah, it would smell too. Well, I, I don't know, I would assume he could still smell. He could still breathe. Yeah, he was still knocked out at this point. Uh, he, he's kind of, after that Paralyzed, scene where he yeah. gets the powder blown in his face. Yeah, he's... For the next 15, for the last 15 minutes of the movie, he's basically a vegetable. Yeah, he's um, just a doll. Yeah. And I guess uh, Danny had fully accepted her role at the May, as the May Queen. By this and point, she's like covered in flowers. Throughout the movie, she kept on getting more and more yeah. flowers on her. She until at like this the point, from the end of Moana. Yes. Oh. Yeah, it's like a. She's like a Pokemon going through her evolutions. Yeah, yeah. And at this point, and she she's like just a mound of flowers. Of flowers. Yeah. yeah. And then Ingmar, for some reason, has to be killed as a sacrifice. He volunteers. Oh yeah, he did. He, did he, he like ran in there and he was did. like, "Burn me too." He was like, "Yeah." He, and Pele's like, "I'm cool with this." He volunteered I, for I the honor. That, no, Pele didn't get burned. Pele, Pele got no. to live. Pe- Pele's like applauding his brother killing himself. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. like. Okay, yay. And he's like, I will do Good it. Good for you, brother. Yeah. It's like, it's an honor to be burned, and he volunteers for it. Yeah. And they go and put them in the, the yellow hut, and they give them um, sap of the yew tree, 
Yeah, this this will make you feel no pain. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and call bullshit on that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they also gave them a paralytic agent, I'm guessing, so that they couldn't get up and try to run away or something. I don't know. Oh, they also loaded the sacrificial burning building with the 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 husks of yeah. the people who had been killed already like, in the movie. Yes. They made Weird little sack people. Dolls yes. Yeah. <laughs> Stuffed really with hay did. or something. That was and I guess disturbing just to see. They were all effigies of some type. Like they brought Mark in and he was a jester like a clown because they kind of had no respect for him because he seemed like an idiot. <laughs> and then, like, they brought somebody else in that was, like, stuffed Twigs. with... Yeah, like, they all had something different. Like, it felt very much, like, ritualistic I, th- I think they symbols. were burning away evils. Yeah. They were, yeah. Representative, like, effigies of, of right. something. Right, we're getting rid culture. of the bear. We're, we're purging the bear out of our culture. Yeah, like, like so, they all so had can different be clean. symbols. And What's wrong with bears? I think it's symbol symbolized the what was the main bears are in the norse culture bears are like the most feared i don't know i mean something i mean bears should be well i I think that that's i think that that the harga was a bear i think that like it was some sort of bear-like demon that barest yeah no Um, bears cool barbarous bears are pound for pound the most dangerous terrestrial creature aside from a hippo Everybody starts screaming in pain. Again. Yeah, I like the the one guy and Ingmar kind of looking at each other, and like they have this nice peaceful look on their face. And the one guy just takes a deep breath and starts shrieking. Yeah, it's like, <gasps> yeah, that sap didn't kill the pain at all. Screaming. Yeah, and that's how they end the movie is well, with they, the whole commune with wailing. Danny smiling. Danny smiles yeah, Danny's at the like end. She's like laughing. Why does she smile? She's all happy now because she killed everybody. She's, she's happy found, because she found a family. She oh, found baloney. a family and she's drugged out. Well, I, okay, I don't want to say that the entire movie everyone's drugged out, but it does seem like they subtly get more and more drugged to make them maybe a little bit more pliable and a little yes. bit more receptive to this reality or to this commune, which is actually something that a lot of communes will use, whether it's actual drugs or sleep deprivation. But a lot of cults will actually use that very specific um, psychology to essentially brainwash people. It's mental exhaustion. Yes. It is a a documented fact, actually. So, yeah. um, It is a very upsetting movie. It is very effective at what it does. It's beautiful. He's got a machine gun. And it is extremely well acted and very well directed. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is a movie. movie It was. It was. It really was. It really felt like uh, I, I can't get over how like natural yes. the dialogue was. Um, not only at the beginning, but all throughout the whole movie, it's very uh, yeah. Feels like it, it almost feels like footage of an actual trip yes. that some college students went yeah. on. It, it doesn't <laughs> even really feel like a movie uh, at yeah. some point. The way the acting is, but I I like I I like I really like that movies like this are still being made yes like i think that we're getting bombarded by everything's going for a blockbuster scene and i just like that uh you know every now and then you can go see a movie that uh you watch it and it just makes you talk about it like this afterwards like like not every movie has to be a popcorn flick sometimes they can be head scratchers too yeah like really weird introspective 
like I I assume that this is him working through some uh you know some really intense feelings he has and he's made a movie that is you know speaks to whatever he was going through at the time like any great artist would do and it's left us all in a, a state where we watch this beautiful masterpiece of like an artist at mm. their peak and we're all sitting here like wondering how it affected us because that's what great art does it makes you talk about it right. and it makes you feel things and that's what this movie does and oh, i felt things yeah mm. i honestly i'm okay never seeing this movie again because it's effective and because i experienced it and i'm not the kind of person who wants to experience it more than what i have it is intense my thing huh. is, so I've watched it twice in its entirety. I've watched it twice. And I wanted to watch it again because I felt like yeah, the first time I, that I saw it, there was so much shock value that I couldn't really appreciate it for what it was. Hmm. And having watched it a second time, I was able to really appreciate certain aspects of it that I wasn't able to the first time that yeah, I saw it. Yeah. I would watch it again. Like, it's probably one of my favorites and i i don't know that it's gonna be like ghost ship for me where like i'll watch it every time like i think about it but <laughs> or deep blue sea or deep blue or sea or jurassic park <laughs> the thing that's my favorite horror movie. Oh, i can watch that any day but, but i like i i do enjoy it a lot, a lot i i enjoyed it i'm very glad that i watched it it's an art film i would i would call it an art film yeah because yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a horror. Don't get me wrong. An arf, a horror. I think film. it's an art film that has horrible things in it. I don't necessarily <laughs> know that it would be. I don't know. I, I'm, I think I'm just making things up. It's artistic. Art. It's an artistic. It's an artistic drawn art out horror film. But art is so subjective. Okay. Yeah. I mean, by that definition, you could call any mo- any film an art film. Yeah. yeah. But it. I really enjoyed it. Maybe not like Austin Powers. I, 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 (laughs) and we've come full circle again. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, every now and then I need to, it's very refreshing to see a a good atmospheric movie like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm really glad I watched it. Um, I don't know if I'm going to watch it again anytime soon, just because of the intensity. Hmm. And uh, that initial intensity was a lot to take. And it's the kind of movie that you do, you should learn something new about it every time you watch it. But just because, uh, just because it's so, it's so slow and paced and uh, punctuated by this intensity, it's, it's uh, not something you would want to watch one day and then watch again the next day. It's kind of a lot to, to digest there. It's dense. Not yeah. like dense. Legend. Right. I like what? Legend. I am legend? No. Legend. legend. legend? It's about Reggie and Ronnie Cray. Uh, and one of them talks like this. Okay. okay. Let's um, have, was also a Tim um, Curry And there was movie. also another movie. Remember Tom in Mama right. when I didn't realize it was the same guy playing the twins? You told me that, yeah. Yeah. Twins, like, Basil, the husband twins. gets killed by yeah. Mama, Mama yeah. and then his twin brother is looking for the kids. Yeah, and I'm like, wow, they look so much alike. And I realize it's the same guy. Yeah. Well, Tom Hardy plays Reggie Cray, <laughs> and I'm looking at his twin brother Ronnie. And I'm like, man, they look so much alike. And I'm like, ah, it's Tom Hardy. Okay, can we talk about the fact that that Adam Sandler movie that came out, Jack and Jill? I was like, 
they Where did they pick so a woman that looks so much like Adam Sandler? <laughs> 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 I've never actually seen that movie. I just saw the trailer for it. Wait till you see some of those Eddie Murphy movies. Oh my god. Oh, no. That was looks so much like Eddie for a while. <laughs> that was huge. Anyway. Um, so What were um, we saying? Were we going to get Sarah oh. ratings? You didn't want to watch it twice in yes, two twice. days. Very good it's just twice, a lot to take, although I do to... want to watch it at some point. I'm good for a while. It's like eating a loaf of bread, like a baguette, like a really thick baguette back to back. You're probably going to be really full and uncomfortable. I can eat a whole yeah. baguette in one sitting. I, yeah. I could probably. Alright, it's a bad example. It's like... <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. It's like getting two orders of General Tso's chicken and trying to eat them both. There you go. You can. And two but. orders of crab rangoons. It's like eating <laughs> two orders of hush puppies from Long John Silver. Oh, oh goodness. Oh, You'll love even. it while you're doing it. And then there's so much heartburn afterwards. <laughs> you will die. It's um, like when you buy too many scratchies. <laughs> <laughs> smoke too many cigarettes. <laughs> All right, so... Um, I guess... What was our rating system? It's been so long. It's Thanks, been a little COVID. Bit. I know. So, um, we need to talk about what we thought was the scariest moment for us. Yeah, there's one D-pad. scene that stands out. You are our guest. Why don't you go first? I, I can't because... Uh... No, go first. Because we don't want anybody else to take yours. Okay. Yeah, we, want to, we don't want you to be scooped. I don't know why I gave it that. The effect. ritualistic um, suicide scene. Okay. And I just want to point out that I didn't... It's, it's a long movie, so I had to watch half of it one night and half of it the other night. And about halfway through the movie is when you leave off right after the ritual suicide scene. And that messed with me all night. I I was actually intimidated. I was actually... Affected. Yeah, I was actually scared to watch the other half. But... And just the fact that a movie can have that effect on me means that it's doing something right. Scariest scariest part for you, Max... I had it in mind, now I forget. Okay, Vic, what was the scariest part for you? The scariest part for me was whenever whoever it is comes into the special sanctuary wearing Mark's face. Okay. Specifically because that's when we realize just how fucked up this is going to get. That's actually what I had picked. <laughs> well, I mean, we can both have the same thing, it's okay. I, yeah, I know. But I... My... Scariest part actually is when Josh's leg is sticking out of the ground. Mm. It's like such an unnatural thing. Like someone didn't end up there by accident, you know. I mean, it would take a very strange situation. Yeah. <laughs> like, why did they leave part of it above the surface, yeah. like unearthed? Like it's uh... like if I saw that, like it would just be such a grotesque thing to see, like in the middle of the woods, you know? Yeah, a human foot. Sticking out of the ground, or just anywhere, I guess. But I think that the scariest part for me would be honestly being in Connie's shoes when mm. you want to get the fuck out of there and you're planning to leave, and then they're like, "Oh, oh. your fiance who really fucking loves you left without you." Right. That would be the scariest thing. For like you're me. at that like, point, you're trapped. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Deepad. What was the least favorite part for you? The least favorite, my least favorite part of the movie. It could be anything. Like it can be a scene that you didn't like, or like anything. Hmm. We can come back to you if you need time to think on it. Mm, yeah, I do need some time. Pass. My least favorite part was the sex scene. <laughs> okay. It's just like, disturbing on so many levels. Because it was effective. You mean like it was effective? At, no, at was disturbing. Like, you. It's just horrible. Like, yeah. okay. Um, I wouldn't want anybody pushing on my butt. 
Even well, if I'm, you were in a polyamorous relationship with two bisexual women? I mean, yeah. In an orgy situation. <sighs> I mean, anything, that's, I mean, that was a very specific response to have shot out so fast. <laughs> <laughs> Max, is there something you haven't told me? That you've told Kitty? <laughs> is there something I haven't told you? <laughs> can, I, can I throw my hat into that ring? Um, Alright, so... I don't know, guys. To be completely honest with you, like, at this point, there's nothing that I could say that's wrong with the movie for me. Like, it's all well done. Um, like, normally I would pick something that I think is a trope or something that's stupid, but it's all, honestly, pretty well done. I, like, um, so, I mean... I thought of something. Go ahead. Let's hear it, Deepa. And you're not going to like it. No, you don't know that. <laughs> My least favorite part actually was... I don't like it. When you... Was your scariest part. When uh, the person shows up with... uh, The mark mask? With the mark mask. The only reason was because I think... I got kind of a sensation of that it, like, jumped. It was... It it was too ridiculous at that point. I, I think it was... I think that was just too much. At that point, I actually got a little worried that the movie was gonna just turn into, like, a stereotypical college student slasher film. Like, Leatherface was gonna come Yeah, like, Leatherface... They were gonna have a... They were gonna have a chainsaw somehow, and everyone was gonna get... Like, oh, okay, so it's just a gore fest after this point. A chainsaw made of sticks and flowers. But, but it did... Like, there's a difference between, like overt gore like wearing someone's face and right. cutting them to pieces and then there's like psychological thrill psychological terror okay. i kind of liked that it meshed the two it put the like, two together at, at that scene though i was afraid that that's the direction that okay uh, uh, that, uh, that that they were going to take it was like oh it, is this going to be a slasher film for the next uh, so it was 45 too jarring minutes? for you it was jarring to the point where I almost didn't believe it. It almost okay. was immersion breaking for me. Okay. Okay. I didn't like that they killed the bear. Mm. Oh, the poor, poor bear. bear. Yeah. I think it was a Berenstein bear. Oh, oh. no. Yeah. <laughs> Berenstein or Berenstein? Berenstein. 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 Goodness. <laughs> um, anyway. Well, they had to bury that <sighs> when they were done. I honestly, legitimately don't really, like like I said, like there's nothing about this movie that I, I, it's a good movie. There's nothing I really have an issue with. It really with. doesn't have any glaring weak points. Like there's nothing I could say about like normally, and like I said, in these movies I pick something that... I despise this movie, but I give it a 10 out of 10. On the horror or the, the overall movie? On Well, actually I would give it less of a score on the horror, because yeah. there wasn't that much. But mm-hmm. on the overall as a movie, I would give it 10 out of 10. Just because of the, the effect it had on me. Just in general, the whole time. like just. So what's your horror rating for this movie? Eh, I give it like a 6, maybe. Okay. Mm. I give it a 9 on the horror scale, just because I feel uncomfortable the whole time. <laughs> like, the yeah. whole, like, they set the unease early with the death of the parents and the sister. Yeah. And then even the, the upside-down cinematography on yeah. the road... Made me feel disorienting, super uncomfortable, yeah. and it just the entire movie you just feel on edge. Like I think I, I'm I don't know maybe I'm looking for doing that thing where you look for too much meaning in things, but like I kind of feel like that scene was meant to symbolize that she's entering like they're all entering like a different world, passing over into a new world. Right, yeah, like I, I got that. It would have been funny if a house had landed in the middle of the commune 
And like Dorothy walked out and said, "Like Toto, I don't think we're in Kansas anymore." What the fuck? Like, and <laughs> runs back in the house. Would that make the Hargra the, the Munchkins? <laughs> yeah, they like start that. representing the Lollipop Guild. <laughs> uh, things just got weird. So I'm as a movie, I'm gonna also give it a ten out of ten. It's a very, very well layered movie that's really well done. And the horror scale, I'm going to kind of split between you guys a little bit here, and I'm going to give it, like, I don't want to do the point thing, like, 7.5, so I'm just going to say I'm going to give it a solid 8. You would have given it a 7.5, though, if we were doing a point system. If we were doing a point system, all right, (laughs) fuck it. 7.5 on the horror scale, because like Kitty, there's this sense of unease, and then it turns, very subtly goes from unease to being just full-on dread. At a certain point, you start just dreading what's about to happen instead of just being uneasy. And it's really subtle, but you all of a sudden realize that like things are going to be really bad for everyone. That's the baby squeaking, by the way. D-Pad, did you give us your rating? I did not. Let's I think uh, as an overall movie, let's see. So I don't give anything a 10 out of 10, so I'm not going to. You don't have to. I judge you for that. Well, <laughs> I mean, to say that something is perfect, I mean... Oh, I will John rarely Carpenter's do that. I will thing. rarely do that. Okay. I mean, other than okay. that, that goes without saying. It's not but... saying that it's a perfect movie. So much, like in my opinion, giving something a ten out of ten doesn't mean that it's a perfect movie. It just means that you it, loved it. Yeah, yeah like, to your it's, standards, it's right. a good movie. Like, like Transformers is a one, or okay. like a point five. Maybe. And and conversely, I wouldn't give something a one. I, I don't think anything <laughs> is like. I wouldn't uh, give anything a zero. There's some things I would give a one. Anyway, so I want to give this a nine out of ten for both ratings. It was, oh, okay. uh, the, first of all, it was nine out of ten for its overall goodness, just because it is, Ari Aster is a director with a very clear vision. And mm. the whole movie had a very yeah. consistent style, which is damn lacking in cinema today like i i really it was really refreshing to see a movie that was this artistic and detailed and like you said dense earlier um you could tell that there was a lot of thought put into every camera angle and every shot and every line of dialogue and the um the scariness this movie reminded me that i can still be scared by movies i i actually thought I was actually starting to believe that all scary movies were just jump scares anymore, and they were always about the exorcism of a tiny of a little girl or whatever, mm-hmm. or a haunted doll or a insane clown or sh- shallow scariness. But this movie actually got in under my skin that I'm going to need to take a couple days to recover from, and but but it served its purpose. You, it's you. You need a good scare every now and then, and this uh, hmm. did exactly that. I think that they should have approached you, D Pad, for the maybe some of the ratings in the back of the box. <laughs> maybe. Like, well, they can movie, quote it from this podcast. This movie reminded me that I, I can still be scared by movies from D Pad Radio. So I don't think that I gave my my overall rating. I don't think you did. Either. Let's hear it overall. So I think whenever we originally recorded this, like as I said before, this is re-recording. Yes. Um, whenever we originally recorded this, I think that I only gave this movie like an eight and a half or a nine. And having rewatched it, I've actually changed my opinion and I would give it a 10 out of 10. <gasps> and I can't remember what my reasoning was the first time that I watched it, that like for dropping at a point or two, but 
it just is a beautifully done movie. It's beautiful. <laughs> and it's it's, it's pretty. pretty, it's well set up, it's well thought out. Like, whatever is going on in Ari Aster's mind, like, to have him be able to, like, plot out all the little things, it just... I want to pick his brain. I do. I really do. Ari Aster, I if you ever nothing. hear this, you're invited to dinner. And I will not tell anybody else you're going to be here. <laughs> I will. I would haps, happily have a conversation with him, but I don't want to be in his head. Oh, I'd hang any out more than I don't. I don't think he wants to be in mine. Like that sounds like a terrible experience. I'm gonna wear my COVID equipment if he comes here. <laughs> I okay. imagine you coming over in power armor. Yeah, <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> Hello. So yeah, it was just it was a very this very movie well done had movie. so much to unpack. I don't think I've seen such a. Uh, I don't think I've been so affected by a movie since Annihilation mm. in oh my. Uh, 20, 2016, I think it was. The last time that I was this affected by a piece of fiction was the red wedding scene in, in Game oh. of Thrones. Wow. Well. And that, I mean, I that fucked me up. I couldn't sleep for like a week. So uh, I, I mean, when I couldn't sleep for a week. It was just last week, wasn't it? Well, I mean, from being scared. Oh. <laughs> Not just in general. We watched Feast. Oh. I can't forget about that movie, and I wish I could. <laughs> so I don't want to talk about it. How about this? Maybe for our, like, 50th episode. No. Or maybe... If no. we get 6,000 Patreons, we will watch <laughs> Feast. Okay, if we get 6,000... Oh my god. We'll watch Feast. At the $5 level, y'all. <laughs> $6,005 Patreons, we will watch it. That I'll is watch what Feast. That is what it will cost you. And I hope to God none of you think that's worth it. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to cost you physical money to and make And we'll us give watch you <sighs> like an extended cut so you it's can hear cost me all the rest of, my of our thoughts about it. Because we can do an maybe extra we'll even, long podcast. Yeah. Maybe we'll even do a, a live watching. We'll oh, record cool. ourselves while we're watching it. Yeah, like Mystery Science Theater <laughs> yeah. 3000. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, well, you've heard it here, If guys. we get 12,000, 12,000, we'll do a live. <laughs> Has enough time passed that we'll I'm sufficiently live. fortified against watching this again? <sighs> I don't think so. <laughs> uh, it's been since what, 2000? Five? Uh, yeah, something like that. But for thirty thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars a piece, I would do it. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, so we'll see. We'll see about that one. All right, so I do believe that um, after the first recording got sealed up in the Ark Covenant and then got taken care of by top men, I think after the first recording, it was Max's chance to pick a movie. Predators. Predators? Mm-hmm. Okay, then we did Predators next. You chose Predators after Midsummer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next movie we're going to be watching is Predators. <laughs> Bye! Oh. Oh, I did set I, up I, Dead I, Silence I, for the next movie. I think new we one, right? um, decided that we were going to end the episode with um, the, the in unison crying that the main character oh, does. Oh, we did. We did. We're if you want to start... Um, Max. (laughs) Oh my god. It's just gonna be a wall of sound. (laughs) Oh, it looks horrible on the. Don't Uh, wear headphones for the last part of it, you will die. Are we agreed that we're done? (laughs) Um, Not yet. So.
Thank you, uh, D-Pad, yes. for joining us tonight. Absolutely. It was this an absolute... Tonight's episode was brought to you by... WDPAD, the hottest channel on Twitch TV. We got 8 bits and great hits. Thank you for tuning in to the Horror Hounds podcast. Close, Close. enough. <laughs> oh, well, what is it? Hounds of Horror. Hounds of Horror. That's all right. Horrors and Next hounds. time. Uh, check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Instagram, maybe, once I get that set up. Check us out on our email... Check us out on Patreon. Yeah, I think email works like that. Also, join us next time. Give us five star ratings. Check us out on OnlyFans. We are not on OnlyFans. Some of us are. We will. We'll get Max and OnlyFans set up, and you can check us out on TikTok. Look for our smoke signals, ladies and gentlemen. Come check out my OnlyFans and non-binary folk and anybody. Max does not discriminate. I do not know anybody can see. I'll stop there. Um, <laughs> but yes, please, everybody, no matter what your sexual preference, join us next time for Predators. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to Hounds of Horror. If you enjoyed our podcast and would like to know how to support us, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Pod. If you support us on Patreon, you get access to some cool Patreon-only items, or just have the satisfaction of knowing that you're helping us create more content.